Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast, coming to you on a Friday night now. Yeah, it's Friday night. I'm recording this on a Friday evening. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, aren't you supposed to be a Thursday morning kind of guy? Well, now we go Friday night. That's what we do, because you know why? You know what I am? You know what I'm considering myself? I am uh, I am the podcast limousine that's going to take you into your weekend. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold the door and have you hop in. You're just going to sit there in a stretch. This is a stretch podcast now. It's a black stretch podcast with tinted windows. You got rocks glasses in your hands. You're just staring out the windshield at a two full fucking days of opportunity, Saturday and Sunday. Do you still have a weekend? I don't. I, I just have weeks. I, I Actually, I apologize. I just have weekends. That's all I have. Monday through Sunday, the same goddamn thing. Couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. You know me. I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm laying, I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm laying. What the hell has happened to me? What's happened to you? What's happened to this earth? What's happened to all of us? What's happened to all of us, ladies and gentlemen? I have momentum. I, I, I'm, that's good because I'll tell you what, I've needed momentum these last couple of days. Yeah, I tried to get this out on Wednesday night, tried to get it out on Thursday, tried to get it out here on Friday. I, I wish I could scrape this show out of my skull a little faster for you fucking guys, and I will, I promise, going forward, like I said many times before, as in every previous week before this one. And yet here I am again, assuring you that it's going to be different going forward. I am your abusive podcast boyfriend. That's what I am. I'm, this is, I'm toxic. I'm your abusive podcast uh, husband slash boyfriend. Oh, baby, take me back. I promise it'll be different next time. I swear. I swear it will. Uh, and then you let me in the door and then you look for me on Thursday morning and I'm nowhere to be seen. I come back on Friday night. You're like, hey, man, you're in a day and a half fucking late. And I'm like, well, that's all really relative when you take a look at it. I wouldn't know about being late. I'm here, aren't I? Doesn't that mean anything to you? Now, why don't we just fuck and get it over with? How about that? You know, it's interesting. You say I'm a day and a half late. I think I'm half a day early for the weekend. So why don't you get naked and let me bury my fucking face between your thighs and let you forget all about the past hour and day and a half that you were waiting for me? Could we do that? Hour and a half? Day and a half? Oh, Christ. Look, and also let's just say a couple of things. One, I have a cut on my mouth that I can't fucking stop tonguing. And it's the only thing I've tongued in fucking six months. And I'm furious about it. Six. Hold on. Ten. That would be four. No. Uh, eight months. God damn it been February since I've, I've done any work, any business, any fucking stuff. 
stuff. <laughs> that's, that's very, I'm very descriptive. Look, I'm, I'm nothing if not the king of words. Oh man, you know what I did in February? Some stuff. Yeah. Some, some dirty stuff with my tongue. Uh, except now I'm tonguing the fuck out of my lip. Uh, it's actually the corner of my mouth, which is even worse. You got to cut on your lip. You're just like, oh man, that's bothersome. You got to cut in the corner of your mouth and everything you do, every word you say, uh, every breath you take, every smile you make, everything there, you're watching yourself tongue your fucking tongue uh, and your fucking corner of your mouth into oblivion. I'm doing, I'm doing it now. <laughs> you can't even see because I'm opening my mouth and talking to you guys. So that, you know what? That's, I, I'm going to blame it on that. I've had this cut since Wednesday and I said, oh, I couldn't possibly do a podcast now. I'm going to tear open my mouth, but fuck that, man. I don't give a fuck if I slice both sides of my mouth like the fucking Heath, Led- Heath Ledger Joker. I, I'm, Jesus Christ, I'm out of control here. I got to stop. I'm talking super fast. Like, all right, let's, let's throttle down. Let's do that. I sound like fucking uh, Trump's kid. On fucking coke, bitching about fucking everything in the world. Uh, I don't want to talk. Do I want to talk about that? I guess I have to, right? Don't I have to? Well, instead, let's talk about my mouth. That's it. Before we talk about anything else in the world, let's talk about the most pressing concern all of us have, and that's the cut I have in the corner of my mouth. I, uh, I'm predisposed to the champing of the lips, particularly with the change of seasons. I don't know why. I, I have a mouth that's soft and supple, certainly, uh, but I will kiss you hard and passionately, even though I am soft and supple as well. But I will. Uh, I got to put Carmex on my mouth when I sleep. Like when I go to bed, I put a, I put a, I, and look, what, you're probably thinking to yourself, ugh, Carmex. Hey, I don't look. I'm fat, all right? I don't just go with plain Carmex. You think I'm just going to put medicine on my body and mouth? No, no, no. Here's what I do. Uh, they got tubes of Carmex with flavors. Oh, God. Look, man, you know you're super fat when you're going ahead and dig- discerning the best flavor of Carmex. That's that's absolutely the fattest guy in the business. You're like, you know, you know what Carmex is really good. <laughs> There's actually a, a package you can buy that has three different flavors of Carmex, uh, and that's what I buy. I actually buy three of those packages at a time. So then I've got nine tubes of Carmex, and that luckily should get me through a few months. Uh, because again, I put it on every night. Uh, although now I'm gonna have to put it on during the day because of this cut on my mouth now, and I don't like it. I don't care for it. And I should say it's not a cut; like it's not bleeding. You know, I'm not. It's not torn apart like Alistair Overeem. I mean, it just it's whose mouth exploded. You should see that. Oh my God, his mouth exploded in a fight. I think it was Francis Ngannou who ha- fucking uppercutted his head to the moon, and then he wound up uh, his, his his lip exploded and was hanging off of his face. I should share that photograph with you, but I won't. I'll spare you guys. No, I won't. I'll send it. Text me. It's in my phone. Uh, sadly, because uh, I used to, I was sending it to people that week. I think I even sent it to, to Beach, which that's always good. You know, when you're dating uh, ladies and stuff and then you're like, hey, here's look at these fights that I like. And you send them violence and they and they just send you back like emojis of a raccoon. They're like, yay, I'm glad you like violence. <laughs> they tolerate you, which is nice. Um, but so I, I will spare her a photo of my lip. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yawning fuck. Uh, and oh, that hurt my lip. Fuck. I see. I, I tried to not even open my mouth super wide there. And all of a sudden I fucking activated the cut. Activated? It's not a robot. Uh, so I don't know what to do with this cut on my lip. I'm just going to put Carmex on it. Because every night, like I said, when I go to sleep, I put Carmex on my goddamn mouth. I have three different kinds, three different flavors. And now you're thinking, to yourself, well, now, now I've brought it up. And now you're thinking, to yourself, well, Mike, if, look, you can't talk about this without rating the flavors of Carmex. We need to know going forward exactly what the best Carmex flavors could possibly be. Well, brace yourselves. I have them listed right here on this on this pad of paper. No, I don't. What if I did? What if I had to commit that to writing? What if I had to write? What if I couldn't remember that? God damn, would I be a doddering old fool if I couldn't commit the time? Because there's only three. It's not like there's 18 Carmex to rate, although there should be. What the fuck, Carmex people? What are you doing over there, you lazy dicks? They make one for, and look, I should, I should not be upset at them because for the longest time, they made one flavor, medicine. That was the flavor they made. You know what that tastes like. It's just fucking awful. 
Just it just tastes like Vaseline with aspirin ground up in it. Ugh, fuck, that's terrible. Nobody wants that flavor in their goddamn mouth. And yet, and yet, and yet. The powers that be at Carmex decided that, that was the way they were going to go. For 114 years, that was the only flavor of Carmex you could get. Vaseline with aspirin ground up inside. And you thought to yourself, well, this is the best we're going to do. And then finally, they hired a fat guy. And that's not that's totally true. Because Carmex used to be just skinny dudes, a factory full of skinny dudes. Uh, matter of fact, you, know you know where the first Carmex factory was? Auschwitz. Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. And it's uh, we should hold them. We should hold their feet to the fire for that. Quite frankly, I think they 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 somehow squirreled their way out of getting the blame that they rightfully deserved for that terrible time in our history. Uh, and yet I still purchase the product. I guess I shouldn't be fairly going ahead and trying to nail them to the wall. But they genuinely try to seek out a populace of skinny people so that's so they can build their factory. And then everybody's like, oh, because nobody leaked their product. And they're like, all right, well, everybody will make medicine. It's uh, medicine flavor, Carmex. It's Vaseline with uh, aspirin ground up inside. And skinny people are like, this is delightful. It's great. It cures your uh, chap lips. It looks gross. It smells disgusting. This is exactly what we need to sell people. And everybody's like, well, couldn't you possibly improve it? And they're like, no, why would we do that? It does what it's intended to do. Yes, but it's for somehow it's like... Uh, it's it's like rubbing uh, like a like a, a like a dead bird on your mouth. It's got that same kind of flavor and consistency. Please don't ask how I know that. Uh, but they were like, nope, sorry, we're going with medicine. It's gonna be it's gonna be Vaseline with aspirin ground up inside. Uh, and you're like, all right, well this sucks. But then somehow. They hired a fat guy. He slipped behind enemy lines. That's right. He got a job at the Carmex factory. And he said, you know, hey, this this stuff tastes awful. And they were like, yeah, that's the point. It just it's only supposed to fix uh, their mouths. And he's like, yeah, but if you're putting it on the mouth, wouldn't you want it to taste somewhat pleasant? And they're like, fuck, no, we're just trying to cure their fucking scars and shit. And he's like, well, wait a second. Hear me out. What if you made it so goddamn tasty? They used it two, three, four times a day because they liked the flavor of it. Now you're in demand. Now the product's flying out the goddamn door because people aren't just buying it for their, uh, you know, when the wind chaps their mouth, they have to shove it on there uh, in, a, in a Fellini movie in a, in a dark and cold atmosphere. Now it's associated with summer. Now it's like a bright outlook. Now everybody's like, oh, you know what? I can't wait to hit the open road in a bikini and, uh, and slap some Carmex on my mouth. That's what I want to do. I want to get T-tops or put the top down convertible, have the sun shine into my face. A big, nasty redhead at my side and a handful of Carmex that I can slap on. It'll be delightful. And then she'll make out with me and I'll make out with her. And not only will we be protecting each other's uh, orifices, but we'll also be uh, healing each other and getting uh, laid. That's what we'll do. This fact, I didn't think a lot about his presentation. And then they said, well, what do you, what do you have in mind? He said, well, I say we make flavored Carmex. They said, what? He said, yeah, that's right. He said, I know you're thinking to yourselves, well, you know, it's just supposed to be Vaseline with aspirin ground up. But there's no reason you can't make Vaseline with aspirin ground up inside. That tastes like strawberries. <gasps> the intake of breath at that office actually collapsed one of the walls because they were so shocked and stunned at the idea. They said, oh, we couldn't possibly. And he said, yes, you could. And he said about showing them how to do it. And then they made a batch of strawberry flavored Carmex. And, and let me tell you this. Uh, initially, there were problems because the people in the factory were eating it by the spoonful. They're supposed to be placing it into the tubes. They're mixing it into the giant tubs. They're supposed to go from tub to tube. Everybody who works in that office is just in charge of take, is, is just placing an E between the B and the S to make sure Carmex gets from one container to the other. They're like, oh, it's in tubs. How do we get it in tubes? They go, I know, silent E. And they fucking slam it in between the B and the S. There you go. No BS. That's what they said. No BS at the Carmex factory. We need to put a silent E in the middle and go from a tub to a tube. And everybody said, aha, look at that. And then they put it out there. But then... When they made the strawberry flavor, initially, everybody got to the tub and they sampled it with their spoons. And they went, holy fuck. And, and there, again, like I said, there was disaster at first. 
because an entire day's output of Carmex was eaten by the skinny people there. They were like, they were, cause they were so hungry. Look, they're skinny anyway. They're starving. So then they fucking took their spoons out because again, that's, I don't know if you know that about skinny people. They carry spoons everywhere because they're so skinny and hungry that if they see anything that they could possibly choke down their gullet to stay alive, uh, they, they whip out their spoon and they grab a spoonful of it just to, just to stay afloat, just to stay breathing on this goddamn big blue marble. And sure enough, they ate an entire day's output of strawberry flavored Carmex. They said, this is delicious. And while the powers that be were very disappointed, they'd lost an entire day's output at the factory. They recognized the potential. They knew they could get people hooked on this flavored medicine. And they said, you know what, fat guy, this is the way to go. Fat guy, by the way, did not have a name. He was just fat guy Carmex. That's all he was. <laughs> and so he he pitched them on the strawberry. They made the strawberry. They put it from tubs to tubes with silent ease. And they put it out on the market. And it was scooped up triple fast, even faster than the, uh, the Vaseline with aspirin ground up inside. People were like, holy fuck, is this great? Because again, like I said, not only were people using it to cure their mouths, but some people were buying it just to put it on ice cream. You ever had Carmex on ice cream? Oh, what a delight. Get some strawberry flavored ice cream uh, and some strawberry flavored Carmex and you just squeeze the tube on there. It just enhances it. It just gives it like a little extra sticky smacky that goes ahead and hangs out on your tongue. Oh, it's delightful. I mean, you're getting the flavor of the strawberry ice cream in addition to the haunting flavor of the strawberry Carmex with a background of Vaseline and aspirin. Oh, you can't ask for more than that. How many times have you had a fucking hot fudge sundae and you said, this is delicious, but I could only wish we had crumbled up some aspirin on top. And then you're like, then you're in heaven. Now you're in total heaven. Because I'll tell you what, you know what you do? You get a fucking ice cream fucking sundae. You get hot fudge all on top of it. And you crumble up a ton of fucking aspirin on top and you eat that fucking thing as fast as you possibly can. You know why? No ice cream headache. Aspirin working instantly and overtime to save you and you're going to be the glutton you've always wanted to be. Just fucking pile through. Just fuck. You know what? You'll actually, it's actually a workout. If you crumble up a fucking handful of aspirin on top of a hot fudge sundae, you will eat it so fast. It's actually like doing curls with 30 pound weights because you're moving so quickly. Uh, do it. It's a good workout because you think to yourself, well, I'm putting on some weight here, but no, no, you're blasting your arms. That's a way to blast your fucking arms, man. If you go two spooned, oh, fucking two spooned. That's fucking great. Two scoops of raisins. In Kellogg's Raisin Bran, two scoops of fucking aspirin-laden ice cream to save yourself from a fucking goddamn ice cream headache, and you're also blasting your goddamn arms. Look how yoked you are at this fucking point. So Fat Guy Carmex convinces them. They make the strawberry Carmex. People start putting it on their ice cream. They put it on hot dogs. They put it all because it can be savory. It can be sweet. It's whatever you want it to be, goddammit. And it also keeps that mouth soft and supple. Strawberry soft and supple. That's the, the new slogan. Our slogan is strawberry soft and supple. A lot of S's. Uh, but fat guy Carmack could not say he was not ready to stop there. He's like, well, have you guys ever thought about cherries? They're like, what the fuck? Get out of here. We'll have you burned for a witch. And he said, what? Cherries are delicious. And they said, you're right, but we couldn't possibly. There's no way we could. I mean, the strawberry is successful enough. Won't we be cutting into our own profits by pitting cherry versus strawberry in a fruit death match? And he said, oh, contraire. You will triple your sales because of the strawberry people. And the cherry people will finally come together and end their centuries-long feuding and agree on something. And then they will serve both at their yearly buffet of the strawberry-cherry battle that they held in Wilmington, Delaware every goddamn year. And they said, are you sure about this, Fat Carmex? And he said, you're goddamn right, I'm sure about it. And uh, and then they made cherry Carmex. And cer certainly they did, again, they lost the supply at the factory because the skinny people who at this point are now normal size because they're eating Carmex with spoons. But they're also going from tubes to tubs and they're making it all work for everybody. Actually, they're going from tubs to tubes. What if, don't go from tubes to tubs. Oh, that's good. You know, you know who's doing that? That's the people who hoard the Carmex. That's the cults. That's the Carmex cults. They buy all the tubes. They got big tubs in the barn and they just squeeze it in there because they're worried And I don't blame them. They're worried that uh, with this administration and everything going on in the world today and uh, with the Boogaloo boys and the Proud boys and the BLMs and everybody else fighting in the streets that eventually we'll have some sort of shortage 
of the Carmex that they crave so desperately. And so now what they're doing is they're grabbing the tubes and they're going out to the barn and squeezing it into tubs and they have it like a grain. You ever tell you what, go through Iowa right now. I'm going to tell you this, go through Iowa. See those silos. Uh, you think they're filled with corn? Uh, most of them are, but one out of every three filled with Carmex and not just Carmex flavored Carmex cherry and or strawberry. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, are there any other flavors? Well, of course there's mint, but I got to be honest with you. The mint is fucking awful. Uh, Eh, I don't know about awful. I, that's a, I don't. That's an exaggeration. I don't want to get these guys to come after me. I apologize, Fat Carmex. I know it's your your innovation, uh, and the mint. Because you think the mint. Here's why. Because the mint. When you think mint flavored stuff, you're thinking of like uh, uh, those fucking Girl Scout cookies. Those chicks, and they're making their fucking mint discs or whatever the fuck they're called. And you're choking those down. You're like, ah, I see that's minty. Or you're thinking about like a grasshopper brownie, uh, or a mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's a cooling mint. Uh, the mint. The, the the mint Carmex, it tastes like you're uh, like you just licked the gum that's been stuck under your desk in fifth grade. That's it's not an overwhelming mint. It just gives you that hint of mint. Oh, a mint hint. Don't you want a mint hint? Is anybody out there thinking to themselves they want a mint hint? Holy fuck. Uh, let me go ahead and dab one here and dab one there to give myself a midnight mint hint. Uh, God, that's going to be a quiz or something. I got to come up with something for that. Somebody write me and tell me, give me a suggestion for Midnight Mint Tint. Well, don't. I mean, just remind me that I said Midnight Mint Tint because I'll never fucking remember it unless I make it the name of the show. Hold on. Let's drop down, <laughs> down the number here. Although I'll, I'll tell you in a second why the numbers are all fucked up. You know, maybe I should just write Midnight Mint Tint, right? Why don't I just do that instead of just the number? Uh, because the numbers are flying as I go flying here myself. I'm an idiot. All right, hold on. Uh, <laughs> hear me unclick the pen. Um... Have I rung as much as I fucking can out of this Carmex thing? I think I probably have, right? I think we've beaten that to fucking death. Uh, but let's have a hand for our guest players, uh, Fat Carmex, and uh, all of the thin people in the factory, and of course, Strawberry Carmex and Cherry Carmex for bringing up the rear. They were fantastic. And you know what? Mint Carmex for making a special guest appearance at the end. Uh, let's all go to Wilmington, Delaware, and celebrate with the people who are hoarding the fucking sweet tubes into tubs because they recognize and the th every third silo in Iowa filled with Carmex. You know what? I'm, I look at me. I'm just revisiting the greatest hits of the bit that I just created for no reason. That's what I'm doing. I'm just going ahead and going backwards and thinking, you know what? I just out of fucking nowhere. I just, and look, I'm not good at this. I mean, I'm good at this, but not really good at this because there's other shows out there where you're like there, this podcast is great. They talk about murderers solely about murderers, but then you tune into me and it's just me and I'm talking in fucking circles about Vaseline with aspirin in it. I'm, you don't often get that. Oh man, that sounds like a terrible porno, doesn't it? I'm going to fucking rail some chick in the ass and just fucking put a glob of Vaseline on there. Gaylord Perry style. And you fucking throw four aspirin on it like sprinkles and eat his tagger in the can. Good Lord. That's not good. Uh, I don't know if it sounds like that at all. Or if I just made it sound like that. Did it? Did you think when I said Vaseline with aspirin, did any of you go to ass fucking anybody at all? Uh, have you been thinking about ass fucking this entire time? You know, ooh, you know what? I just thought of this. Maybe the mint Carmex would be good for ass fucking because, uh, you know, it's kind of like I said, it's just like Vaseline with medicine in it. And uh, and that was used for all sorts of ass fucking uh, extravaganzas in the past before they invented Astroglide and everything else and spit. Um, but yeah, the, the fucking mint Carmex, because then it's got to be a minty jangly right there on your fucking cock and then right into the old uh, uh, backyard. Got to get a mint backyard rolling. There's a there's a mint hint for you. I'll give you a mint hint right in your backyard at midnight. You want a midnight mint hint? Let me sprawl it on me and then tag it into your fucking backyard. Let me plow your backyard with a midnight mint hint. Um, 
But see, look at look at the fun we just had. I hadn't. I guess I hadn't wrung out as much as I could out of the goddamn premise. Fun. That's a strong word. All right. So uh, so I have a cut on my mouth. It's bad. I don't like it. Well, it's not bad, but it's one of those things that annoys the piss out of you. It's like when you get a fucking hangnail. Like, ow, this hurts. 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 I better get this out of here. And then you get pliers and you tear it the fuck out and you pull out one of your finger bones and you're like, ah, oh, this sucked. I didn't know that was connected to my spleen because that happens. Don't fucking kid yourself. You got a hangnail. You're like, ow, this hurts. Ow, this hurts. Ow, this hurts. Ow, this hurts. And then you bite it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking yank it. And then you yank a goddamn thing. And out comes fucking half your lung. And you're like, what the fuck? How is this connected to my lung? Was this cili? Was this a cili inside of my lung? Is that what that's pronounced like? C-I-L-L-I? I think it's cili, right? What could it be? Chili? What if it was? Some fucking <laughs> some crazy beatnik scientist. Whoa, dude, your fucking lungs are full of chili, man. Just don't fucking, when you fucking hit the bong, make sure you don't damage your chili, chili. Uh, Chilai. Chilai, she's from uh, TLC, right? She doesn't want any scrubs. Uh, you know, because the scrubs are getting no love from me. With a head hanging onto the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Get the fuck out of here, you weirdo. Chili? Chilai? No, that's Chili. Chili's one of them. And Chilai is not. All right, I just combined two TLC members. Uh, it's it's Left Eye. It's Lisa Left Eye. And then Chili. And then, of course, uh, the lovely T-Boz. I think it's T-Boz, right? I'm assuming it's not T-Boz. What if she was T-Boz? Uh, I don't know. Look, I don't look. I, this isn't a game show. All right. I'm not in a game show. I don't have to answer that correctly anymore. My game show days are over. Although Pat Francis the other day says to me, he's like, hey, man, we've got to start trying to get on game shows again. They're back. And I'm like, right, what am I going to be on the fucking weakest link with that with fucking Jane Lynch? I don't know. Isn't Jane Lynch a scramblehead, right? Didn't I just see that? I don't know what the fuck to think anymore. Social media exposes people because they say the wrong thing once and then everybody's like, ha ha, fuck you, you suck. Because we all used to love Jane Lynch. She was the best. And then like, a, I think a, like it was like uh, eventually Ellen got found out. Like Ellen, everybody's like Teflon Ellen. Ellen's the best. She is great. She likes to dance. And then everybody came out. She's like, Ellen is terrible. She stakes her draw- writers out on an anthill. You know, she's just a terrible fucking person. And I had heard for fucking centuries that she was a terrible person. I knew people who knew people. I don't want to get into it. Uh, just in case her far reaching hand extends into podcasting. I get my balls crushed by her with her new slick back haircut. Now, you know, I dude. I thought when the germ came, they were going to just eradicate all sorts of dumb news. But I just saw like they're like, ah, Ellen with a new slick back haircut. I'm like, well, what the what is that? So what? So she's in the Stray Cats now? What the fuck is that? Who knows? Is she the new Slim Jim Phantom? If, if, if Ellen's the new Slim Jim Phantom, just say so. You don't have to fucking cosplay with a haircut. Get a stand-up bass and go to work. Call Brian Setzer and hit the goddamn road. That was one of my favorite jokes I ever made about Brian Setzer. I said, what's more embarrassed? The word wine in toilet wine or the word orchestra in Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> Look at the funny joke I made seven years ago. That didn't get any love then, so I bring it to you now. Look at me putting it on a platter for you. Go ahead and eat it. Suck it down. Bite it. Chomp it. As you sit here in the limousine that takes you into your goddamn weekend, look at the possibilities of Saturday and Sunday, and I'm right here in your ears. Are you out mowing the lawn? Is that what you're doing? I think somebody said they saved me for their lawn mowing extravaganza. I forget who it was, a listener. They were like, dude, I, every Saturday I, I mow the lawn with you. It's fucking awesome. Uh, or maybe they shovel the driveway with me, or maybe they paint the house with me. You know who I am? I'm <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. the floor. Uh-huh. Paint the fence. That's me. I'm fucking podcast Miyagi. That's who I am. Uh, JC Penny. This microphone, 398. Uh, that's who I am. So you take me on your chores. I'm a chore guy. You know what's that's funny? Because I would never do those things in real life. Mow the lawn, fucking paint the fence, sand the floor, any of that bullshit. If that was like, look, I, all right. 
I never had a dad who taught me anything about physical combat. Uh, all I knew was just be big and hurt people. That's like literally my, that was my philosophy as I got older. Um, if, if I was in an, if I was in a fight, not, not like in real life, I wasn't like, I'm going to get big and hurt people. I'm just saying if there was some sort of confrontation as a bouncer and stuff, uh, you know, you know how to handle yourself, but nobody taught me how to throw a punch. I'm sure my punch looks fucking stupid, but if it lands, you're in trouble, but I'm never throwing a punch again. I'm 8,000 years old. What am I going to do? Fucking blast some guy. Ha ha. Look, uh, take this into your liver. And then I go to throw a punch about <laughs> it's like the slowest punch ever. A guy dodges me eight times, has a sandwich. Fucking awful. I fall down on my face. Cry. Um, what was I talking? Oh, Miyagi. If Miyagi made like if I moved. All right. Say just me and my single mom. Uh, we moved to a uh, to the valley. And there was an Elizabeth Shue who wanted to rail me. And I'm like, she's kind of hot. But at first I had to beat a bunch of karate skeletons. I'd be like, all right, how do I handle this? And then I go find uh, like the local Asian guy. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, this sounds this is really kind of awkward and racist. But do you need karate? And if you do, could you show me? Because I really want to tag the chick from Adventures in Babysitting. And he's like, oh, oh, yes, I do. I know karate and I will teach it to you. But first, here's what you need to do. You've got to paint my fence. Uh, that's where that movie ends. If I'm in it, if I, if I'm in karate kid and he goes, all right, I will teach you how to beat these guys up, uh, paint my fence. I, uh, I, I'm just like, it was very nice to meet you. And the credits roll. <laughs> that's Mike Schmidt in the karate kid. I, I, I want to tag the chick from adventures and babysitting. I got to fight a bunch of karate skeletons. And then I go to see Mr. Miyagi and I'm like, Hey man, could you possibly in any uh, sort of way? I look again, racist, but do you know anything about karate? Let's get that on the table. And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And I'm like, Oh dude, that's awesome. Cause I'll tell you what, I am having so much trouble with fucking midnight skeletons. They want to fight me. And there's a girl I want to fucking nail. And so you should uh, maybe, I don't know if there's anything I could do. Can I pay you to like show me karate? And he goes, well, no problem. But first you uh, should paint my fence. And I would say it was very nice to meet you. And then the credits roll and Karate Kid Mike Schmidt style. <laughs> All right, let me take a sip of water. Let's slow down. Let's fucking throttle this down. You know, because I'm always worried that if I stop talking, you'll tune out. You'll just fucking bail on me. And I, I, you know, I don't know why that happens. Why does that fucking flow through my guy? Hey, oh, my God, it's 729 p.m. That's my birthday. Um Yes, Friday, October 23rd, 7.29 p.m. That's when this is getting recorded. Please jot this down for fucking posterity. Um, I I don't, I just, I, uh, there's nothing to tell you guys. I mean, I, who the fuck knows what's happening, man? It's just, it's just fucking the, the world. We've got two weeks. We've got, we got 280 hours, I think, was some guy broke it down to. And, uh, and we'll see what happens, you know? And, and, and look, some of the world is getting back to normal, all right? Uh, I, but I don't do anything. I go nowhere. I do nothing. I have nothing to talk to you about. I try. We just did 47 minutes on Carmex for fuck's sake. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't good for anybody, but here I am bringing you on the road. I'm your podcast limousine, uh, with a huge fucking dent in my fucking mouth fender. God damn, this thing hurts. And again, it doesn't hurt. Fuck, I should say this. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not impervious to pain, but I can handle it, you know, but I, but I'm still tonguing the fuck out of my goddamn lick. Cause it's that thing where it's like, uh, like when you lick it, uh, 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 it tastes hot because it's exposed uh, skin inside the skin. It's a gash. I got a gash in my mouth, which normally is a good thing. But right now, no, not happening. Not of not one that I like because uh, this is just a gash on my mouth. Although I don't mind a gash on my mouth, too. Uh, staring up into your eyes while you fucking grind into my fucking face. All right. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and that helps nobody. You know what I mean? Like, it's this thing where you're sitting around. Let me ask you this. 
because uh, yeah, I'm running off a batch a couple of times a day, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, but also, does your, does your, is your libido just fucking disappeared to a certain extent? Like sometimes you're like, oh man, I totally wish I was fucking right now, and then in your brain you're just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there's germs. <laughs> I mean, it's this thing where you kind of, I, I, I don't know if I'm outing myself a little bit there or whatever, but it's like, and, and look. It's it's different, like from jerking, because you know you jerk off twice a day. So fucking what? That's just you. You're just like, all right, I got this done. I can take care of this, because that's that. Now that's just part of your day. That's like checking the mail at this point. You're just like, all right, let's do this. And at this point, am I jerking off because it's fucking awesome and I like it, or am I jerking off because I heard that if you jerk off uh, once a day, it's good for your prostate? Am I that guy now? Am I Bob Dole? Is that who the fuck I am? I don't fucking know, man. God damn it. All I know is I just got it. You know, I, 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 I still diligently. There you go. Let's go. Let's sit down. Uh, put in the earbuds. Grab the mouse in one hand. <laughs> get the astroglide in the other. Let's go to fucking work. Spit in the other and let's move. All right. Um, I don't know. I just I get a cut in my mouth and I can't think about anything else but it because I keep sticking my tongue on it now. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, let's talk about last week. Because last week, you know, we talked for whatever the fuck, and then we 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 did it. We played an older episode, which uh, uh, one person wrote me to go, "Hey, thanks for playing that older episode." Well, no problem. I'm glad you liked it. And then other people were just like, "Well, you're, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I still talked for an hour, uh, whether it was good or bad or, or uh, sad. Could have been sad. It wasn't sad last week, was it? A couple weeks ago, it was. Um, all right, I have this thing on my mouth." And uh, last week on the show, I was going to do uh, ads. I think I told you last week there was going to be ads on last week's show. And I also so I tried to do a bit, as I'm sure you you might have figured out, uh, or I tried to put in like three ads in like five minutes where they would play. And I was like pretending I had no control over them. Um, Oh, it was going to be fun. So much fun. And then I threw up on the Jokers page, uh, which is, if you don't know about it, there's the Westside 86 Jokers page. It's the fan club page for this show, and it's available on Facebook. If you're still on Facebook, uh, I don't know why you would be. I, I was on there today and just seeing people argue, and it's just so dumb. I don't understand. I don't I don't get it. Uh, but I'm there because, you know, I got a fan club there. I can't possibly look. I can't leave those people behind. I can't I can't stop pretending there are people who like what I do or care about me in some way. So I couldn't possibly leave. What am I going to do? Isolate myself even further? That's not possible. I don't know what I'm just at this point. I should just sleep in a coffin. Um, so uh, so the ad deal like there was supposed to be an ad in the beginning of the show to kick the show off. And then there was an ad uh, in the middle of the show. I And I did a couple of them to be silly. Uh, and then there was another one. And then there was an ad at the very end of the show after the theme song. And, uh, and so I was like, all right, cool. And I told everybody, go, here's the ads are going to be prepare yourselves. Ads are on the way. This is part of the, the new normal for the show. And you guys were very kind and understanding. And everybody said, yeah, that's great. And then, uh, and then last week I, uh, I, I, for some reason I listened to the show back and I got from where I heard it. I heard an ad in the beginning of the show and then I heard an ad at the 20 minute mark where I had put it. But then I put another ad at the 22 minute mark as a goof. And then I put an ad in it like the 40 minute mark. And um, nobody else heard those. Nobody. And I, I played because, I, you know, I played silly on the thing where I'm like, oh, geez, I guess these are just going to come crashing whenever they want. Um, and everybody's like, dude, there are no ads like nobody heard them. And so uh, I, I don't know what that means. I don't I because, again, as I told you. 
And I don't mean to fucking moan about this stuff, but what the fuck, man? Don't trust me to do this shit. Although I did it right. Fuck that. I did it absolutely right. You put the time code in, you put uh, your the time code out, you put the time code in and you shake it all about. That's what you do. Uh, and then you put these, there's green lines. Like you have to put these green lines at the time code and that indicates it's an ad break and they know automatically whatever fucking robot runs this knows that he can automatically put an ad in there. And then when I heard it back, like I said, I heard an ad in the beginning and I heard an ad at the 20 minute mark, but nobody else heard them. And I don't know if I'm just a fucking haunted or a ghost or what the fuck, how the fuck could I hear it? But nobody else hears it. Uh, I got the same feed you guys got, although I, um, no, that's bullshit. You know what? Cause I listened at art 19 uh, at the Art19 page, Art19 slash, um, uh, is it the 40-year-old boy or is it Mike40YOB? Let's take a look. Let's take a look right now, folks. Let's Google this while we're talking. Uh, there it is. It's uh, right here. It is Art19.com slash shows slash 40YOB. So I listened there and there was an ad, okay? There was the ad in the beginning and the ad at the 20-minute mark. And then I downloaded it to my iTunes and I listened there and there was an ad in the beginning and an ad at the 20-minute mark, but there were no other ads. No ads at the end, no ads in the middle, no ads at, and on the same thing on the Art19. So I had the same feed in my iTunes that I had in my Art19. But everybody else said, no, man, we didn't hear it. We didn't hear any ads. So I don't know where the fuck you guys are getting your podcasts from or, or what, what, I, what, fucking scramble happened from from point a to point fucking f i got no idea but i i felt stupid that i warned you guys i'm like all right everybody here's come some ads and don't worry and then i did a bit with them fucking ghost ads i'm like well i don't know what's happening and ah, ha, ha, what happened it crash and it turns out there's no fucking ads so i just sound like a fucking idiot which believe me i'm i'm there's no <laughs> i'm never gonna not sound like an idiot but to sound like an idiot for something like that you're just like oh man i did a bit because I don't, I don't do bits. I mean, I do bits, but I don't commit to bits like that with fucking nonsense where I have to, you know, talk back to Steve Vai's guitar. You know what I mean? Where it's like uh, uh, fucking Yankee Rose. Um, what? What? Uh, oh, why don't we roll up to the sidewalk and take a look here? Whoa. She's beautiful. This is dumb. Uh, so my point is I will be inserting ads again and where you will usually hear the ads again. I did that silly thing last week where I was trying to do a bit and it didn't work. The ads will usually be the beginning of the show and the end of the show. And then, uh, they should be after art by DMH.com. And then, um, on the other end of whatever the song is or whatever the fuck that I play. And then just before the plugs, uh, I do, do, and it's funny. I got, <laughs> they were recommending like where to put the ads and they're like, you know, a lot of people like to put them right in the beginning. So you get like three ads in the beginning and then the show starts. I'm like, yeah, it's never fucking happening. Uh, the pre-roll, I understand that's a thing. And, and you guys are all lovely for giving me the time of day and still listening to the goddamn show after having caved to the man. Uh, but as we know, with the pandemic and the germ, we got to do what we can to make as much money as we possibly can in all sorts of ulterior ways. Cause I'll tell you what, there's an election coming up here in two weeks and, uh, Uber is going to there's a fucking thing on the ballot for Uber for Prop 22. And they're like, uh, hey, you guys should totally vote for Prop 22 because like it'll mean that you can still drive here. But if you vote, no, we might have to leave this fucking one horse town. And uh, that will make me laugh. If Uber decides that they're going to completely leave California because they lose this fucking legislation, it will really make me laugh because it's like, where the fuck are you going to go? Because I, I got to figure California has to be like the. Th- I'm going to say it's the third biggest market for uber 
And I'm talking that that's worldwide. I mean, that's even like bigger than the country of France. I'm betting California does more business than even fucking like France or somebody like that. They even have Uber in France. I don't even know. What do they call it there? Uber. Maybe they got Uber. <laughs> See, Uber here is like a, is a big deal. Uber in France. Uh, there's just a bunch of fucking taxi drivers throwing rocks at guys who are driving for Uber. And that's not a good thing. I already told you I went to Tokyo and it was like they're fucking public transit. Dude, the trains are ridiculous. They're fucking they can't be topped. And then so clean and everybody's super awesome. And then they have cabs, but all the cab drivers are wearing like fucking suits and white gloves. And they're, they're the kind of dudes you'd want to say, you know, you get in a guy's cab and he's got white gloves and shit. You're like, all right, is this fucking Dexter? Like, am I going to get offed? You know, if you if you did in America, you got in a fucking cab with a guy in a suit and, and a pair of gloves, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, it's either some undercover reality show or I'm dead. This guy's going to drive me off and put me in a grave. Uh, but in Tokyo, fuck that. You're like, yeah, no, this is the way it should be. These are some classy motherfuckers over here. Probably don't call them classy motherfuckers. I don't know how they'd respond to that, but maybe they'd like it. I don't know. Maybe they would. But uh, but I hopped into a cab with the dude, and he was fucking. And so the Uber tried to go over there. I cut my own, I cut my own story off. I jumped into a cab with a dude, uh, and uh, and I, he was just he was impeccable and it's so nice. I sat in the front seat, drove on the wrong side of the road, and scared the fuck out of me, which I didn't care for. Ahmad laughing at me in the back seat. Um, but uh, Uber tried to go there and, and they got fucking ruined because people are like, fuck you, man. We got trains. We got awesome fucking suit wearing dudes. We got Johnny cab from fucking uh, uh, total recall. So um, Uber then had to just cut a deal with the fucking cab companies. They basically had to pay them to, to drive under the Uber flag and only get a percentage or something like that. I don't even know what the fuck. Look, I don't pretend to know big business. What the fuck do I know? All I know is I sit down, I did my ballot research, and I figured out what to vote for and what not to vote for and who to go with and what not to go with. And and, and I can't even figure out the ads on my own fucking podcast. I'm going to fucking figure out how Uber does big business in Japan. Here's how it works in Japan with Uber and in France with Uber. Uh, and in Germany with Das Uber. Das Uber. Uh, no, that's none of that is true. None of that happened. Uh, and in, and in Mexico with Uber, uh, I look, I don't know. Did I say in Mexican or did I say in Mexico? I hope I said in Mexico. Jesus fuck. I don't know. Look, when you're talking fast, you can't fucking stop yourself. You just fucking, it's a runaway train. Talk about talk in Japan. They know all about runaway trains. Talk to soul asylum. They know about runaway trains. Uh, never going back. So I don't know how to put ads in my own fucking show. So I can't tell you how Uber works overseas. But I will do the best I can to make these work going forward. And again, you're very nice to tolerate me and be very cool and let me do. Because we're in the co-op. Did I mention I'm in the Misfit Toys co-op? Doug Benson, Jan Kirkman, Jimmy Pardo, Todd Glass. Four unbelievably heavy hitters in the world of comedy and podcasting. And I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Makes me happy. I can only hope that this turns out to be some sort of weird success. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. It's not because now I, here's what I do. And again, you know me, I'm fucking bananas. It's like when I did Marin's show and then it didn't air for weeks. And I'm like, oh man, did he shelve it? I don't know what to fucking think. Cause I, I never, I'm not in the loop. Keep it indie with Mike Schmidt. We're on the outside looking in, man. We got our face pressed against the window. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just looking. It's like, <laughs> I'm outside. I'm, I'm in my Santa Claus outfit staring in and there's Jimmy Pardo and Doug Benson and Jen Kirkman and Todd Glass eating with the Duke brothers and having a fantastic meal smoking cigars and enjoying themselves. And I'm outside fucking covered in whiskey and wine and a goddamn Santa outfit that doesn't fit. Hoping to buy a gun from Bo Diddley. That's usually how I handle my fucking podcasting business. Uh, that's how I interpret myself. But I mean, that's not true, really. I mean, I, I've been doing this for quite a while and I've been involved in their group and I'm very happy to be accepted into their group. 
Uh, but also at the same time, I didn't. I don't know what this meant. Like, are we supposed to? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I figured we'd be some kind of weird podcasting Voltron and making appearances together, but there's a germ. I can't do anything. I can't even, I don't even go to the fucking store. What the fuck am I going to do? Hey man, let's have a fucking press conference. No, that'll never happen. And they'll never let me talk anyway. Right? I don't know. What the fuck do I know? All right. Anyway, I'm in the Misfit Toys co-op. It's fucking amazing. No fun with Jen Kirkman, the Todd Glass show. Doug loves movies with Doug Benson and never not funny with Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. It exists now. This Misfit Toys co-op. I am very happy to be a part of it. Go check out their shows, download them every week. They're fantastic. And uh, and hopefully I'll be doing Doug's show this winter sometime. I have to reach out. Reach out. Um, I say I'm going to do his show in the winter uh, if I reach out. You know, it's funny. I should probably uh, reach out now is what I should do because uh, I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, it's winter. Yeah, go outside. There's a chill in the air. There's snow some places. Uh, I'm sure not by you. Maybe it's very warm. Who knows what the fuck? I don't know how you handle your business with the sun. Don't argue with me. I'm trying to make a point. And, and the point of that is that uh, is that we didn't get a summer this year. Summer was robbed from us. It was stolen from us. And uh, and there's not a lot we can do about it now at the end of fucking October. Halloween in a goddamn week. Unless somebody wants to dress up like the fucking brazen brand sun and come to my house. <laughs> Let's do it. You just stand outside for a while. I'll bask in you. Wouldn't you want me to bask in you? Doesn't that sound fun? Come on. Come over to my house and let me bask in you. Uh, I won't lie. That's one of the reasons why the show is uh, late this week. Ah, it's, it's the overall reason. I'm not going to lie. I got hit by a fucking uh, ton of bricks this week. And, I, and look, we're all doing this. Everybody's doing this. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, boo-hoo, me. Or, well, I guess I am because it's my show and I'm the guy talking. I got a fucking microphone. Nobody else is here. If you were here, you could chime in and do boo-hoo you. But today we do boo-hoo me. How about that? I can hear the sound of uh, iPod vaginas being unplugged all over the world. And Turks and Kaikos this time. I usually lose like I usually lose just Turks. Uh, Kaikos has been with me till the very end, the bitter end. Uh, but today, even Kaikos is unplugged because I've said "boo hoo me." Um, I uh, again, we've talked about this before. It's something we've covered many times, and I've gone and and done the best I can to try to do an interesting version of this show. And I'm not living any sort of life whatsoever. Uh, if you got to hear about me yelling at a guy at a pizza place, I could tell you a story about a deli. I went to a deli and things went awry. You want to hear that? No, you don't. Of course you don't. Why the fuck would you want to hear me tell you about a deli where things got tits up? And I look, a lot of this show was for 12 years, me going to a deli and having a big brawl, right? Wasn't there a thing where I'd be arguing with a guy and, uh, and certainly inevitably somebody would wind up throwing some sort of ham at me. And then we'd have a story. Then we got a show. Now we're cooking with goddamn gas. Uh, but nobody threw a ham at me this time. Just shade. And nobody wants to hear about me telling you about my shade, deli shade. Is, is there any shade more embarrassing than deli shade? Is there anything more uninteresting than the shade from a deli? I don't think that there is. Uh, I, I, I sat down Wednesday and, and, and talked a little. And then I sat down Thursday. I, I tried really, I, I tried to scrape a show out of my head. And make one work. And and you don't need to hear this. I know you, nobody wants to hear boo-hoo how fucking hard this is. I know. It's not hard. I mean, look, I'm just, I'm talking about fucking garbage. We got fat Carmex on tape. I laid that down. This show's already a fucking classic. Get off my dick. It's not a classic. It's terrible. But that's fine. I'll do the best I can. Um, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a little thrown off. I, this week it hit me. I don't know why it hit me this particular week. Uh, that I've done nothing. I, I've been able to do nothing. I haven't 
gone anywhere and I have no routine and I have no, and this is my own fault. I should seize the day. I should grab it. I should make my own thing. Look, here's, here's my routine. This is the thing. These are the things I've kept up through quarantine that I had been doing beforehand. Um, I stripped the bed every two weeks and, and I, and I, uh, you know, I change the sheets and the linens and things like that. Uh, sometimes a week and a half, sometimes two weeks, all depends what I want to do. Cause I will be honest with you. I don't sleep in the bed every night. I'm sleeping in the chair or I'm sleeping on the couch. And so I use those days in my head where I'm like, well, I don't really have to change the sheets just yet because I didn't sleep in here for two solid weeks. Oh my Christ. You don't care about that score keeping bullshit. Um, I do my laundry every two weeks. I, uh, I shave <laughs> every Monday and Thursday. <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's because I don't have to shave every day. I know you're like, oh my God, fucking twice a week. No, no, I, I'm good with twice a week. Unfortunately, I'm, uh, I'm not a man, so I don't get to grow facial hair as quickly as everybody else on the goddamn planet. Uh, yeah, a little patchy is what I'm saying. I'm a little patchy. Um, and, and that's about it. Like, but I, but and my house is like clean. You know, like I said, I don't have any dirty dishes ever. I've breezed my couch cause I'm on there when you said, you know, couch to kitchen, to desk, to shower, to bed, you know, that fucking stuff. And I just, I gotta, uh, I haven't run the vacuum since July. I will say that it's October now, so I should probably get to it. I, I don't, I don't, I thought of, I started thinking of these things this week. Uh, I, I haven't had pants on since March, uh, jeans. I, I haven't worn any jeans. And honestly, with, with the way things have gone now, I don't know if the jeans I have would fit me at this point. And I am not about to buy fat guy jeans again. I've done enough of that in my life. And then I gave them away. And, uh, and I can't, I can't again, I can't it's bad enough. I bought King size shirts and I, I'll tell you this, the shirts that I bought, the new shirts, uh, are already tight because I don't stop. I, I, <clears throat> I, I just, I haven't worn socks since April, April or May. Yeah. April or May. No, no bullshit. I wore socks in July to go get a haircut. <laughs> Otherwise, I just put on a pair of shoes and I'm fine. I get a I get a pair of Converse low cuts that I wear, and and uh, I I sat here thinking of that this week and thinking of of what's to come. I don't know. I I don't I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Because I I look, you know, I've spent this show telling you, you know what, man, you got to follow science. You got to follow the rules. We got to wear a mask. We can't leave the house. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. All of these things are very important. And we've seen for months now people fight against them and strain against what they consider to be a leash on their neck and 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 strain all credulity by trying to say, oh, no, that, I don't have to do that. Why? Only 99% of the people die or, or live or whatever the fuck. Um, and, and I don't know. So I, so I've, I've maintained very much. I didn't, you know, and, but this week I thought, you know what? I was supposed to go to Colorado. Uh, I was supposed to go to Ireland. I was supposed to go to Canada. All, all of that went to hell. Now look again, you had your plans. You were supposed to go somewhere. Kids missed proms. Kids, kids missed graduations. Everybody missed something. Um, but, but you know, and, and that's all larger scheme stuff. But also when I say that I haven't, I was supposed to go to Ireland or Canada. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been to a movie since March. And that, that's, that to me is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, the traveling thing is one thing, but uh, a movie, a mo- like, I'll tell you what, honestly, if they opened a movie theater tomorrow and they said there were movies here, it, it, I think I would go. I think I would fucking go. I'd sit in the back row with a mask on 
Uh, but I would fucking go just to, just to be there, just to be in a room, just be there with people. And it, it just, for some reason, it scrambled my fucking brain today. And I, I don't know, not even today, this week, this week when I tried to sit and I tried to talk, it just, because I didn't want to do this and here we are. Um, but it's what we have to talk about and it's our common experience. Your home, you're working a job you don't want to work. Hopefully you're safe. Uh, hopefully your kids are in school and they're safe. I mean, I know, uh, you know, I know David's uh, daughter, uh, she got it. Um, I've, I have a friend whose sister-in-law got it and was wiped out for like two weeks. Couldn't move, got intubated. Um, and, uh, I, I, I you know, <laughs> everybody's dealing with the, the, this, the best that they can, but it's getting to a point now where you see that people who don't deal with it. People who go to rallies or go to concerts or go to parties and go to bicycle fucking or motors, no motorbike fucking nonsense at Sturgis. I, I just, and it, and it, it does this subtle thing and I don't even know how subtle it is. We all have different opinions of what's right and what's wrong, but there are facts that are not opinions. And the facts are you should not be doing these large gatherings and you should be wearing masks. Uh, but there are people who are like, fuck that. Don't tread on me. I'm an American. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And then everybody gets sick or people they know get sick or they come home and somebody they met gets sick. And that's, that's the issue because here's what I mean about subtly turning against. Like when I hear these people that want to go to the Sturgis bike rally and go watch smash mouth, whoever the fuck, uh, whatever band. And, and that's fine. Um, I, I, I will say this might not be a popular opinion and, uh, and I might not feel this way in a day. Uh, but this week when I haven't been able to go to Canada and I haven't been able to go to Ireland and I haven't been able to go to Colorado and I have a, you know, my godson, uh, had to do like a, basically didn't really get to go to a, a dance or a prom and they, they did a virtual thing or whatever the fuck they did. Um, I kind of hope these people die and, uh, and I, you know, it would be, it would be great if just captain trips hit Sturgis and everybody who was there just fucking ate it. Uh, and if they ate it there before leaving, and then it was just a matter of cleanup, that would be pretty cool too. But, um, unfortunately the the thing is these people, you know, they get sick and they say, I'm fine. But then they meet five other people who might get sick and maybe two of them aren't fine. And maybe they have kids who they, that, that, uh, that, that aren't fine. Or maybe those people meet somebody else or they, a mailman gets sick. It's, we've talked about this from the beginning. Nothing's changed. I'm reading about the spike. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, just yesterday, we had the highest death total we've had since I think it was July. Um, and and uh, and people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe cases are going up." And I'm like, "Who, who the fuck can't believe cases are going up? Who who out there expresses any surprise that cases are going up? In fact, they said before the summer even started, back when there was that." rumor that heat would kill the germ and everybody would be fine. And they said, Oh no, it's still here. Uh, you know, when you're outside in the summer and the heat, that's probably going to do something to mitigate it. But once fall comes and once winter comes and once flu season comes, it's going to be, and the words I always heard were devastating, cataclysmic. And they said, especially if people aren't following guidelines to keep themselves and others safe. And I think you can look around and see 
that there are people that don't give a fuck about keeping anybody safe. And I, I don't know. It's this, it's, I thought nine 11 was going to change the world. I thought it would change. I don't know if it was going to make us happier, bring us closer together. If it was going to bond us in some way, I don't know. But when it happened, I said, the world will never be the same after this. And, um, nah, we, we all pretty much just swallowed it and moved on. And I and that might be a testimony to how, uh, I don't even want to say tough. Uh, you know, the amount of stick to that the American citizen or the world citizen has, I, I don't know if it's just the, uh, if it speaks to the, uh, the gumption, the, the wherewithal that people have that they just said, you know what, let's, let's just, we'll just make do and we'll plow through this. Um, but a lot of that involves denial too, where you just go, oh yeah, no, that's, uh, Oh, remember when 3,500 people died? I mean, it, you know, it turned into a fucking, again, flyovers at a ball game, God bless America, and mattress sales. I mean, that's that's what this fucking country does. It always takes these things and and turns them into a different opportunity to kind of celebrate our greatness when the other 364 days of the year, we're doing everything we can to prove that we're not great. And I know this is going to piss people off. And I know people are going to be like, oh, don't you, if you don't like it, leave, or and all that bullshit, whatever the fuck. And I don't, I don't care anymore. I just, I don't, I don't, like I said, I thought 9-11 was going to change us and, and it, it didn't really, it, it just kind of showed that people can live with anything. They'll start taking away your privacy. They'll start TSAing you every fucking moment. They'll pat you down. Strangers, guys who aren't people who aren't cops even. And look, I, I got a problem with cops patting you the fuck down, except, you know, if you got whatever the fuck, but, but th- th- when a guy named Rick from fucking Tacoma gets to pat me the fuck down and grab my balls because he works there. He filled out an application. That's fucking insanity. And we just ate it. And I know I'm going to sound like some fucking, I don't know, uh, uh, freedom, weird, uh, William Wallace. I don't fucking know who I am at this point. I, I just know that, you know, and look, there are going to be people like, we warned you about this. Yeah, you did. You did. I, I didn't think I had to worry about the world like this. I didn't, I took a blind eye to it falling apart and changing like the, and, and, and I've just done nothing but lob words at it. Cause again, who the fuck am I? Harry Truman. I mean, I, I can't fucking step up and change anything. I vote when I need to vote. School shootings. You thought school shootings would change this, this world would change this country. Wait, Dude, some dude went went into a fucking nightclub in Orlando and shot a hundred people dead. Some dude fucking took pot shots from a roof in Vegas. I don't even remember how many people he fucking killed. I think it was more than Fort Lauderdale than the Pulse. And uh, and immediately it just turns into an argument where it's like, well, don't blame guns. Like it's not about guns in the Second Amendment. Like we've become so good in this country at mitigating circumstances. And stepping up to explain away unbelievably terrifying behavior, all in the name of being able to continue living the life we want to live. That's what this don't tread on me bullshit is. That's what the I won't wear a mask is. They want to, they still want to go out for coffee. They still want to go eat in a restaurant. You want to go to a concert. These are all things we want to do, but, but all it would have taken is, is, I mean, look at, look at other countries like New Zealand. Look at the, and again, I, by the way, I shouldn't even invoke other countries now because there are countries like fucking, uh, the Czech Republic who thought it was beaten. And then they reopened in July and now they're worse than anybody. 
And, and then you tie in the fact that this stuff hit us at a time when we've got an absolute fucking clown show running the country. And, and look, we are, I think I alluded to it earlier. Um, you know, we're, we're 240 hours, whatever the fuck it is, uh, away from, from this being, well, let's put it this way from the next fucking chapter in this bullshit. Cause you know, nothing's going to fucking happen. Even on that Tuesday, I can tell you already, he's going to fucking say he won. Even when, no matter what the fucking numbers are, he's going to say that he fucking won. And then his, his, all of his pet media fucking idiots are going to say that he won. And then it's going to turn into a goddamn barroom brawl for three months. And, and let me say this right now, dude, if the fucking Democrats pussy out again, like they did with Bush and Gore, if they pussy out again, like when Obama wouldn't fucking put Garland on the court, if they pussy out again, like they wouldn't fucking ask any questions of this fucking Amy Coney Barrett. And, uh, and also, by the way, let me say this, let me go ahead and make sure I remember I mentioned this and you remember this. I am a fucking comedian. All right. I'm not sitting here proclaiming. I don't have the facts. I'm not like Mr. Fucking. I'm not, you can't come to me for like Supreme court knowledge. I'm not that dude. I know they got nine people right now. They got eight. We're about to have a ninth. And it's a chick with seven fucking kids. Christ, she's got her own goddamn Supreme Court. Literally, it's a sitcom waiting to happen. A Supreme Court justice who also happens to have nine kids. I know she's only got seven, but who knows? I mean, she's still young enough to fuck. She might squeeze a couple out while she's on the goddamn court. And then and then, and then she'll go home and she'll rule on Roe versus Wade while nursing. That'll be fun, won't it? So I'm not pretending to know all of the facts. I'm not a guy telling you how you should be or what you should do. Uh, I know how I feel and I have this fucking bully pulpit so I can tell you about it. Um, but, but I, this fucking, these slapdicks running the fucking country with their, their super spreader bullshit as they announce her in the fucking Rose Garden. And then he gets it. How does fuckneck get the germ and not die? Why? Why? Well, I know why. Cause they fucking pumped them full of goddamn dinosaur bones or whatever the fuck they did. They they ground up some gazelles and some uh, unborn fetuses and they fucking shot that into his ass and it somehow gave him a cocktail to stay alive. The shit that real people don't get. Fucking they, you know, I heard it. They were like, he's got Regeneron and he's got antibody cocktails and, uh, and all of us are going to fucking Costco and they're sticking a fucking oil dipstick up our nose. That's it. That's what we get. That's what we get to go ahead and see if we've got the germ. That's not even fixing the fucking germ. They literally, we walk in and they stick a fucking maestro's baton into our fucking sinus canal to see if we've got it or not. And we still have to wait four fucking days. He gets a helicopter ride. He gets to drink four dead babies and he's out doing a fucking tap dance four days later. Fuck that. If that doesn't show you that you've got to do something to fucking take these guys out of the goddamn knees. He got a Chris Christie. Chris Christie is, is inconsequential to this fucking country. That dude, he's just a fucking... He, you know what he is? You ever see the, the picture of the COVID germ where it's like round? It looks like a Velcro ball you would throw at a target when you were a kid. That Christie looks like that grown up. He just doesn't have the fucking shit around the side of him that you can chisel off like those Saturn rings of garbage. God damn, is Chris Christie a monster? But yet, guess what happened? And also they give you the bullshit where they're like, oh, yeah, he voluntarily checked himself into the hospital. Oh, really? And then they're like, well, he was in intensive care for a while. Oh, that sounds voluntary. Yeah. I, you know, can you voluntarily put me in intensive care? I'd like to get a goddamn vacation from the fucking world for five days. And while I'm here, could you do me a favor? Grind up some children's skulls and pour them into a fucking protein shake so I can choke it down and kick this goddamn germ. And then tell me how bad it is to do that later. 
Give me Regeneron. Give me, give me something that it's, that sounds like uh, the potion the lizard drank to turn into that Kurt Connors turned him into the lizard. So he had to fucking fight Spider-Man here. Drink this Regeneron, Kurt Connors. Jesus fucking Christ. But those guys get everything. They get the experimental drugs they get. And it doesn't kill them. How did it not fucking kill them? How are these guys not dying? They're 77. They're all coughing in each other's faces. Fucking you see McConnell's hands, dude, Mitch McConnell. He, 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 and here's my favorite thing. His hand, one of his hands is dark purple, completely dark purple. Like where it looks like you're thinking, all right, this is either one of the shapeshifters from V and, uh, and the skin is going bad or it's Grimace. Perhaps Grimace is the uh, Senator from Kentucky. And let me ask you this. If I told you that Grimace won an election in Kentucky, would that surprise you in any fucking way, shape or form? Fuck. No, it wouldn't. Jesus Christ. How has Grimace not run? Grimace should be running. Grimace, he's running. Get him on the fucking docket. Get him on the ticket in Kentucky. Kentucky would vote for Grimace. If they keep voting for fucking McConnell. Kentucky, what's up your ass? You're, you're, you were coal miners and now you're meth dealers. That's where you went to. Nobody had a, there's no books in that state. They don't, they, it's, the cops can't even say, hey, we'll throw the book at you because they don't have any books. Kentucky has zero books. Snap the fuck out of it. But you vote for this fucking asshole and he laughs. He laughs about not giving fucking relief to people who have been fucking crippled by this goddamn pandemic and the germ. I don't understand it. And this all is all fucking weighed on my head this week. And I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about that shit because we hear about it all the fucking time. And yet that's all there is to talk about right now. That's all there is for me to fucking talk to you about is the fact that they keep ignoring. He had it. Fuckneck had it. His wife had it. I think the kid had it. And, and, and then he comes out and he's like, yeah, no, I'm immune and everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and, and they just, they just pretend like everything's okay. Because again, they got the experimental cocktail. They didn't have to suffer one fucking second. Kids can't trick or treat because Halloween might be a super spreader. And, and yet these motherfuckers are having rallies. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know what to think when I look out there, when I see these people at the fucking rallies and he, he's dude, this dude is going off the fucking deep end. And I will say this, as I've said many times before, if it wasn't for the fact that this guy had the nuclear codes, he would be the funniest fucking thing in the goddamn world. This bullshit story where he said he wanted to leave the hospital and wear a Superman shirt. Did you see that? He asked him if he could wear a Superman shirt under his dress shirt and he was going to come out of the fucking hospital all like sad after COVID, but then tear open the shirt and have a Superman symbol and like fucking get in the limo and wave. And I was like, you, why, who, I was so sad that they talked him out of it. I, why did you let him, why, just because, just look, I don't give a fuck what it means now. I don't give a fuck what it means for his fucking supporters. I don't care how Twitter would fucking explode. Dudes, could you imagine 25 years from now? And I know you're thinking to yourself, oh, Mike, how cute. You think there's going to be a 25 years from now? Yes, before the fire consumes us, before climate change destroys us and turns us just into the inside of a goddamn lava lamp. Could you imagine if 25 years from now there were still schools and those schools still had books? Pay attention, Kentucky. And in those books, those history books, there was a picture of the president of the United States emerging from a hospital, tearing his dress shirt open to show a Superman symbol. Wow, dudes, it's worth it for the history of it alone. Just because this fuckhead with because he has that reality show flourish. He's got that TV bullshit in his fucking brain because his whole head is full of cobwebs and old test patterns. That's all he's fucking got going. And yet he and, and that would have been a flair for the dramatic. It would have been fucking hilarious. 
just because, again, you know the fact that he's tearing open that shirt wearing a Superman symbol, but underneath his fucking pants, he's got a giant shit-filled diaper. You'd laugh your fucking balls off. Superman doesn't shit himself, idiot. But it would be worth it, too, to see these scramble heads all be like, oh, he's the fucking greatest. Look at him. He comes out with his Superman. He's so manly. You have to hear how tough he is and manly. And he wears the fucking Superman underoos. This motherfucker thinks he's Willy Wonka. He's going to come out of the fucking hospital, show you a Superman sign, do a fucking Ford somersault, leave his cane in a crack and take a fucking ride with Mike TV. Get the fuck out of here. Why did they stop it? At this point, don't stop him from doing anything other than blowing up the fucking planet. But I mean, he's got two weeks left. I'm waiting for crazy shit. I want it to happen. You know, one of the reasons they don't want to do the fucking mask thing is they're just even now the spike. There's a crazy spike. And this week he says again that we're turning the corner. We got a vaccine that's just about to happen. All of these are fucking garbage lies. Just trying to get them to the fucking finish line. And all they're hoping at this point, too, is they're, they're just hoping that they can get herd immunity in this country. Because they're like, well, it worked in Sweden. Yes, but Sweden is the size of fucking Nebraska, I think. Don't hold me to that. I'm not, again, I'm not Captain Facts. But, I mean, Sweden isn't us. We're, we're, a, we're, this, we're a giant landmass. You can't fucking get herd immunity here because you're going to wind up killing two million fucking people before it happens. And then what are you going to do at the end of that? You're going to be like, well, I, we created a lot of jobs for undertakers and janitors. Yeah, you fuckheads, because you killed everybody, you fucking dope necks. But they fucking did it. And that's, I'm telling you, but that's what they're doing. They're holding out for fucking weird-ass herd immunity. For the poor, for blacks and Mexicans, for rich people, they get to go right the fuck in. I mean, if you're playing play the NBA, you get to take an automatic spit test and they see whether you got it or not. NBA, NHL, and, and look, those people, again, this is a country that's full of privileged people who get what they want. The NBA invented the saliva test. Think about that. The NBA developed the saliva test that is now available, I think, from what I read at Costco for like 100 bucks. I don't know, man. I, and also, but the thing is, why would you take the fucking saliva test? What what good is whether you know whether you have it or not? Because if you think you got it, go to a fucking doctor. All right. Have him tell you if you got it. Don't run out the fucking Costco. What is wrong with us? What has happened to us at this point? Because uh, we're not even supposed to go out if we got it. If you think you got it and you want to go get a test kit and you go to fucking Costco. Oh, man. You know what? You just gave it to everybody else in there. You fuck. Go to a doctor. And what good does it do? Like, so you get home with the test kit and it tells you you got it. What then? Guess what you got to do? I go to the doctor. Exactly. Thank you. You didn't need to buy a spit test from fucking Costco. Insane. You know, because again, it's not like a fucking pregnancy test where you just piss on it and you get a plus sign and you're like, ho, ho, here comes George. No. Take a spit test at your house and there's false positives and false negatives. And also we've learned that you get the disease once. And then if you, you can get it a second time, people are getting it a second time now. That's the only thing I'm crossing my fingers for is because, you know, fuck, <laughs> fuck that is like, I'm immune now. He keeps saying I'm immune. I'm like, and but also, I don't know, maybe he is. We don't know what they give that rich motherfucker in the goddamn hospital. Maybe Regeneron makes you fucking immune. Go talk to Kurt Connors. He'll tell you. I mean, certainly you'll have to fight Spider-Man in a swamp, but that's okay. You don't have the vid anymore. The fucking 19 took a powder. No, it's just you and Peter Parker, mano a mano in the Everglades. Good for you. It's just the fucking worst, man. And and they keep doing these antithetical things where they're like, oh, man, we got a crazy spike in Florida. You know what we need to do? Let's open up the University of Florida football games to full capacity crowds. What do we do that for? What do you say? Huh? Let's do it. 
here was the way that went. And this is totally true. This is the, this is the way it went. Florida lost a road football game. I forget if they played like Georgia tech or some fucking team. And they were like, uh, Oh man, their coach was like, you know what? The secret weapon was they had fans. We need fans in the swamp. That's what they call the Florida stadium. If we, if we can just get 90,000 strong Gator fans, we'll do much better. It'll be fantastic. Let's open it up. And then the governor's like, that's a great idea. Let's sell out the swamp for the LSU game. And everybody goes, yes. And then two days later, LSU, uh, I'm sorry, Florida has to announce that they have 19 players test positive for the germ. And then the next day, I believe it was 27. And then the next day, the coach who said we need to open the stadium to 90,000 people. And the governor thought it was a good idea. And what and what happened? So then fucking 36 dudes get sick. And then the coach also gets sick. And what do they do? Ask me what they did. Tell me what. Go ahead. Ask me. Say, uh, let me ask you. Did they did they postpone the season? Did they uh, did they do anything that they possibly could to go ahead and try to make these kids better? Did they uh, did they put the coach in an oxygen tent? What, what did they do? Oh, they postponed the game a week. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And it might not even been a week. They like might have moved it to later in the season, but then they're still playing again. I I don't. And I'm not recommending, look, because again, I've, my, my feelings have evolved on this bullshit, all right? Because I used to be, I, look, I was all for the lockdown in the beginning. I was all for everybody, you know, managing themselves. But we're seeing that not everybody can manage themselves, okay? And, and everybody goes crazy. It, I wish they could. I wish, I wish they would just spend six fucking weeks behaving. But that, of course, would also require a government that understood that, that they needed to help people and help them out for six fucking weeks and make sure that they were okay and make sure they couldn't get evicted and do what they could to help the populace get over this because you're not going to get herd immunity on, on this gigantic fucking landmass we call a country because there, there will always be a million idiots who don't wear the mask because they're mad and they wanted to go buy pancakes. People want to go buy pancakes. That's the fucking weirdest thing. People still are going to fucking restaurants. They open up restaurants and bars. Wisconsin is a, is a fucking hot zone. Wisconsin might as well have a pile of skulls in the minute, middle of it like the fucking Phnom Penh. It's like, it's like you got to be fucking kidding me. And if they still bitch, they just started Big Ten football. All because they got shamed into it. There, there will be ballads and sonnets and books and chapters and, and history written about this period of this country that will never fully explain to any outsider who doesn't understand exactly what happened. When a populace purposely decided to ignore facts and science for their own selfish desires. I mean, this sounds like some Caligula bullshit. And then they all event and they all elected an idiot to tell them it would be okay. And he did. And, and they listened and people died because they they tired of politicians they tired of of being told what to do and so they they elected president divorced dad who let you stay up all night on saturday when he's got you for the weekend and then he let you eat fucking chocolate for breakfast and fucking ice cream for dinner and then you wonder why you're sick at school on fucking monday but you sure did love dad for a weekend. 
it's such an abdication of responsibility on everybody's fucking part. And and it's not going to change. That's why I said when I said my thinking's evolved, like, you know, I, I, I almost root for these people to go out without fucking masks now because I want them all to die. I know that sounds fucking terrible. I wish it wasn't the case. And look, I'm sure I'll change my mind by next week. But right now I'm pretty fucking bitter. And, uh, and it was seeing my godson, uh, you know, not being able to do a real prom. Uh, he took some great photos, which was great. Um, and it was, and it was realizing that I, uh, you know, that, that, that the woman I'm seeing, it was her birthday this week and I didn't get to, I wasn't able to be together with her. Uh, it was, it, it was the fact that I didn't go to Ireland and I, I didn't go to anywhere. I had a, a lovely friend from Canada sent me a package this week and it just, it made me sad because it just made me remember that I couldn't see her and her husband when I was in town. I couldn't see my friends in Canada this year. And so I, I, I'm, I, I was especially bitter this week, man. And I was like, these people need to fucking die. Just die. Maybe if they all die, then we can all fucking get on with our lives. I don't know. No fucking clue. But, but the very fact that, Anybody is still even considering supporting this fuck neck in the White House drives me out of my fucking skull. I voted this week. I filled out my ballot and, you know, I had to fill out a bunch of stuff here in California. There was measures, there were props, there were judges, there were school board people. Filled out all of that stuff. And then the big one at the end, of course, was president right on the last fucking page. And uh, and I just laughed because, first of all, there's like fucking 15 different people running, which seems weird. Probably an even number with a running mate. Um. But even seeing his name in print to me is so still fucking bananas. It's still so hard to fucking believe that people fell for it, that they that they voted him in the first time, and that he's running a second time, and that people do fucking support this goddamn guy. I don't understand it. He was shot up on fucking steroids and given a fucking crazy-ass drug cocktail that the poor can't get. Then he goes on TV in a debate and he starts yelling at people and fucking freaking out and steamrolling and lying. He lies all the fucking time, all the time. And I hear people, they come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, but uh, Joe Biden's a liar, too. I, I I don't give a fuck. Yeah, maybe. He could be. He could be lying all the fucking time. That's all I know. But 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 he's still you know what he seems and and look I mean you're gonna come at me with your arguments and the fucking crime bill and all this shit yes I get it mistakes have been made in the past and I don't fucking it's not like he's my guy he wasn't my guy but it's what we it's what we got it's what we got and and I tell you what I would vote for the coronavirus germ if it was running over this fuckhead in the White House has destroyed everything up to this goddamn point. And you can be like, well, he didn't really destroy everything. And oh, my God. Yeah, you're probably right. McConnell's more evil. Uh, the senators are jagoffs. Matt Gates, all those motherfuckers who go ahead and, 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 and embolden Trump to act like a fucking dick. And he goes to these rallies. Like I said, these last two weeks, man, I hope I hope the gloves are off. I hope nobody fucking stops him from doing anything stupid. I hope he says whatever the fuck he wants. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fucking awesome. Seeing him at these dumbass rallies where now he's going for like two hours at a time. And he says the dumbest fucking things. Like he said this. Did you see the 60 Minutes thing? If you did or you didn't, whatever the fuck. There's a show at 60 Minutes this weekend on Sunday. Uh, They'll air an interview with him. Leslie Stahl asked him some questions. And he was so mad about it that he bitched about her on Twitter. And then he fucking said, we're going to release the footage ourselves. And then he releases the footage thinking it makes him look good. And he looks like a fucking pussy. He looks like she even asked him up top. She's like, you ready for some tough questions? And he's like, no. 
She's like, what? And he's like, be nice or whatever. And then they, they talk and, and he says, it's a mean interview and she's a nasty woman and all these things. And you're, you're watching it and you're realizing, no, no, dude, no, this, she's not mean. She's asking questions. A reporter asks, she's not letting you steamroller with bullshit. That's the thing. He's used to never being questioned. You know, I, it's funny when he got the fucking vid and he came back to the white house and took the mask off, which I got to admit, it made me laugh. It made me fucking laugh. He comes back to the white house. He's gasping for breath. He takes the fucking mask off for a photo op. And I'm like, you fucking, you know, Carly Simon is like, man, I wrote that song fucking 50 years too early. Jesus fuck man. Oh man. Because if there's anybody, this song was made for it's this cocksucker takes a fucking mask off with a fucking German makes the photographer sit there and take his photos while he's breathing straight poison into people's faces. What the fuck? But then the problem is like the photographer doesn't get sick or somebody else doesn't get sick. And everybody's like, see, haha, you were wrong. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You act responsible. Don't be a dick. That's the whole fucking point. Whether the other person got sick or not, you should just, you should, shouldn't you give some sort of air of professionalism? Shouldn't you say that you're an adult Instead of being a fucking baby and coming home and taking off your mask and getting a photo taken. And so when Leslie Stahl says she's going to talk to him, he's like, and he asks, he just doesn't, he just doesn't, she, she asks him questions and he tries to steamroll her and she just is like, no, no, why? Literally, she kept just going, why? But I don't know how. That was what I was, how? They'll be protected. How? But they will be. How? She's just, all she's asking for is answers to simple questions. And he's, he's around so many fucking people. So that, that's what I was going to say is when he came home and he took his fucking mask off, I just, I wrote, and he saw him gasping. I just went, the emperor has no lungs because the rest of his fucking time is, is the emperor has no clothes because he's naked as fuck. And these people won't tell him he shows ass all the fucking time, but he's got all these people around him telling him he's manly and brave and praising him in Twitter and all these fucking shows. You're like, what happened to this world? What happened to this country? I've said it many times and I'm going to keep saying it because it shocks the shit out of me. Every time I think about it, he's an asshole. All right. He's terrible. George Bush, uh, George HW Bush was a fucking war criminal. Clinton said everything back. He's a, he's a fucking shit heel. Yeah. Yes. I get all this. These are all, these are all true statements, but he, uh, he, he's just, He's just the fucking worst person I think I've ever heard of in public life. I, 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 and look, I know Harvey Weinstein's pretty fucking terrible. There's a lot of names of people that I could run down and they're awful, awful people. But I think (laughs) how do people support Trump? That's the thing I don't understand. That's the thing I do not understand. You can claim you're a Republican. You can like this. You can like that, whatever the fuck. But the people, the core people, the the 40 percent of people that he can't shake, the 40 percent of people of this country who go to his rallies and chant lock her up, the 40 percent of the 40 percent of these people who wear shirts that say fuck your feelings and then get mad when you make fun of Trump, the 40 percent of this country who who show up to uh, to clap and sing and laugh at his dumb jokes about Yasmin Bleeth or whoever the fuck he ran to at some party uh, who laughs at nasty Nancy and sleepy Chuck and sleepy Joe and all the dumb fucking nicknames he gives people. It's just, it's just like, come on, man, who, who, who is, you can say, look, if you say you like it as a show, that's fine. Then you're just kind of dumb. All right. I understand because, because look, I like it as a show and I admit I'm dumb. 
I I think he's a fucking idiot, but there are times where I'm just like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, why is this happening? That Superman thing, that was it. I was like, this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. Why the fuck is it not? Why is it, Why didn't he get to pull that off? But now he goes to these fucking rallies and he's just, he's now he's, he's untethered. So he can say whatever the fuck he wants and everybody lets him do it. And the people cheer for it and they love it. And the fact that he has to dance now, this is the one thing I must admit that I love at the end of the rally. He danced once to like uh, macho man or some bullshit. And, uh, and people like shared the clip. They're like, look at him. He's not even bothered by this race. Look at him. He's totally having fun. The COVID didn't beat him. He's our, he's the man who beat COVID. Look, he's having, and so now he saw the people like the dancing. So now he dances at the end of every rally, like a fucking chimp. Like, like there's a, like there's a fucking organ grinder with a crank cranking out macho man. And he's got to stand there and dance while these people, these mouth breathing rubes that he holds in such contempt, cheer for him and laugh and yell and point. He's in a zoo of his own creation. He doesn't want to be fucking president for a second term. He doesn't, he just doesn't want to lose. He doesn't give a fuck about the office. He just wants the power. He wants to be on TV, on everybody's minds. He wants to be the thing everybody talks about every fucking day. You think he wants to make policy decisions? He doesn't give a flying fuck. He just doesn't want to go to fucking prison if they really do have anything on him. And I, I look, I have no confidence that they're ever going to have anything on him that they're going to per- pursue. You know this fucking country. Obama should have put the fucking bank idiots in jail in 2008. And then he was like, well, no, as a healing, we should go along and Al Gore and fuck with, with George Bush. Well, to heal the country, we should go along. Fuck off with the healing of the fucking country. I get news for you. The wounds are deep. Your bullshit cross stitch bandage ain't going to do a fucking thing. You're not healing anything by letting this guy off the fucking hook. Take him out. You'll do a lot more healing if you put this guy in the fucking Hague or anywhere else he deserves to go. Even even Rahway. I don't give a fuck. Let New York have him. And I don't give a fuck about Russia and I don't give a fuck about them and this and interference. And, you know, it's all all of it is fucking garbage. Look at all the garbage they fucking make up now. They, they keep <laughs> they keep saying that Biden's going to sell us out to China. Too fucking late. You don't think China holds a paper on a ton of this fucking country already? And then you and your bullshit tariffs and the nonsense that you do when you're giving fucking free money to farmers, but that's coming out of the American taxpayer's pocket, but you try to pretend you got it from China when you didn't? You've built 370 feet of wall between us and Mexico, and you're trying to proclaim that Mexico paid for it. Mexico's just laughing at you. But there's still that 40% who's like, yeah, he built the wall. Yeah, fuck China. Yeah. And it's just so pathetic. Who is rooting for this guy? Who likes him even? Like, you, again, you can watch him and say, well, you're entertained by his fucking nonsense. And that's all it is. It's schoolyard nonsense. He did the 60 minutes thing. They released the thing. And then he, he goes to a rally and he's like, he says to these people, he's like, oh, you got to see what we did to Leslie Stahl. Oh, wait till you see what we did to Leslie Stahl in 60 minutes. It was beautiful. You, I think you're going to love it. It's so great. What'd you do? You did an interview and you stormed out of the fucking room or walked off in a huff. However you want to fucking put it. Cause that's another thing too. They always get semantically argumentative when you say that he did something. He stormed out of an interview. Oh yeah. That doesn't look like storming out to me. All right, he ended it early and he huffed off. 
well, she was being very unfair. Everybody's got some bullshit way to defend this fucking guy. He's he for four years has been America's abusive boyfriend. And and a percentage of this fucking country has has taken it. Every late night drinking jag, every backhand to the face. Every bullshit. Oh, honey, I promise I won't be this way again tomorrow. You swallowed it hook, line and fucking sinker. Why? Because you hated Hillary Clinton. And because Trump hated the people you hate. And he made you feel like you were somewhat powerful to have a fucking jag off like you in office. And he, again, is the poor man's idea of a rich, powerful man because he he's the loudest. He's the brashest. He fucks all the porn stars. He doesn't give a fuck. He says what he wants. He doesn't have any fucking comeuppance. And that's the American dream. We've been taught that always to be able to do what you want when you want and not have anybody fucking get in your fucking way. Don't tread on me. He's the snake on that flag, given life and and having to wear a toupee. And people fucking galvanized by that see it and they hope someday they can be like that when in reality, no, man, this guy inherited everything he fucking got. He scrambled and stole. He fucking sued people like you into the fucking ground, into bankruptcy. He wouldn't pay his bills. He's a terrible, terrible fucking empty vessel. He's not even a person. He's a fucking leech. And he has made a lifetime of sucking the blood of the people who weren't lucky enough to inherit money from their parents or couldn't do a job with the fucking mafia or didn't kowtow to dictators and have them fucking kind of clear a path for him or interfere for him or whatever the fuck. However, I I don't... The only thing I really can't figure out still to this day is how so many powerful people were scared to stand up to him. Like he would, he, you know, the fact that the Ted Cruz's and, and the, the Mario, whatever the fuck in Hawaii, Rubio and all our Marco and all those dudes, they, they just let him steamroll them. And then they came back and kissed his ass the Lindsey Graham's and you always hear, well, Lindsey Graham, they, they've got a lot of fucking psyop stuff on or whatever the fuck you call it. And they, they, they could expose him. And, uh, you know, Ted Cruz is just power hungry and Marco Rubio is obsequious and, and it, yeah, I, I can believe all that, but I, what I find it hard to believe is that all of these motherfuckers got jobs at the right fucking time for a fucking idiot like this to come and steamroll all of them. And that speaks to what this country's become. Politics is a fucking reality show as it is anyway. And we've been taught for how long now to hate politicians, hate the media, hate them. 1980. You know, you know, Reagan turned it on its head and went after the welfare queens. And then they they'd said the media was bad and all the media lies and all. And, and it's it's Lee Atwater and every other fucking thing. And look, again, I'm not a fucking historian. You want to listen to Jesuit? He's probably got the facts about this stuff. I had the luxury the first fucking the last 40 years of my life of just growing up and doing stupid shit and not really having to pay that much close attention to what the fuck was going on because I'm a white man in this country, but I'm also poor. And so now I have to take a look and take a peek and see what the fuck is happening and what I got to do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I can vote. That's it. You can vote. That's it. And we can spend the next two weeks watching this motherfucker do rallies and say the dumbest shit. Because, again, when he said the thing about, oh, you're going to love what we did to 60 Minutes, and people laugh. They laugh. Who laughs at that? 
who out there is like, oh, uh, yeah, who, let me, seriously, who the fuck out there is like, oh, uh, you know what? I can't wait to see Trump give it to fucking Leslie Stahl. I can't uh, take that 60 minutes. Take that, the most trusted news magazine of our time. Why, I can't believe you've run into your match. This guy who once fired Gallagher from a job of selling fake gold chains on a Times Square street. What the fuck? Because also he gets abused. Leslie Stahl abuses him. Not even in, in, a, with a, in a bully tactic or a weird... She just asked questions, and she wouldn't let him steamroller. And so she kills him in the interview, and then everybody goes, oh, she's mean, she's nasty, she's terrible, she's this, she's that, what the fuck? And they, they all rush to defend him. I. Everybody always says it's a cult. It's a cult. And yeah, I guess it is, man, but has there ever been a cult? I mean, I guess Scientology that's been this fucking completely big and galvanized. And no matter what the fuck the guy did, they, they were cool with it. I know that's, that's the very definition of a cult. Jim Jones, they all drink the Kool-Aid and fucking whoever this ass fuck is on HBO now is branding fucking letters on chicks pussies. I mean, yeah, I get it. You fall for the charismatic leader and let him do whatever the fuck he wants. And inevitably all he wants to do is fuck you and your sister at the same time. Great. Well, the problem for us is Trump didn't get me and my sister. He got the country and, and, and you at the same time. I don't know, man. I, I, I am astonished every time I try to sit and think about this realistically and wonder why anybody supports such a fop. That's who he is. He's the bad guy from every 80s teen comedy. He wants to buy the park district and turn it into luxury housing and keep the kids from learning basketball. Don't you know that's who he is? And don't you know you're supposed to hate him? Trump is the guy closing the ski school. And he's going to put Dean Cameron and that other guy out of a job. You don't want that to fucking happen, do you? Maybe you do. He's he's Walter Peck in Ghostbusters. He walks in and he talks a bunch of shit. And he tries to shut the grids down and then he goes and gets a fucking uh, in, uh, injunction. And then there's ghosts all over fucking New York City and he can pretend like he didn't do it. God, he's he's fucking Ellis from Die Hard. Who offers to go ahead and make a deal and talk and gives up fucking McLean and his wife and sits grinning in a chair thinking he's got something over on fucking Hans Gruber who eats guys like him for fucking breakfast. You ever see the clip of Trump pushing people out of the way so he could be in the front row of a photo of world leaders? You ever see the photo of him sitting down dumpy in his fucking diaper while world leaders surround him and all kind of point in his face, Angela Merkel giving him the business? And he's just making a sour face. Do you think the world will ever trust this again? And I know some of you out there don't care. I know some of you are like, well, who fucking cares, man? It's just fucking England or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I get it. And I haven't traveled nearly enough to have this worldly opinion. But I'm old enough to say that, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter if you're German or American or Ecuadorian or Brazilian or Japanese or from Antarctica or a fucking penguin, whatever the fuck. We're people, man. And we should treat other people with respect. Other countries, other people from other borders, you should try to help them. You should do whatever you can to reach out and help the people you can help. W. Kamau Bell tweets every night about these school districts in in America who need money to get books and all these supplies, and then it gets matched by either Bill Gates or some other uh, benefactor. 
and I, I, I've, you know, I've participated in this program program and it's to set up a walking tour where people you know, kids have a, a place to go outside and read books while they're walking. I mean, I, I, I think of what a refuge books were for me as a kid. You know, I, I had a, a drunk dad and a mom doing her best and I lost myself in Sesame street and reading. I loved reading. I could read when I was fucking two years old. And I understood what I was reading. I could read it out loud. I could, I just knew how to pronounce everything. I was, I was, it's a gift that I have and I fucking loved it. And I lost myself in it. And, and I wish for children to have that today. And when I hear stories about teachers, you know, I I have a friend, uh, a listener, Seth and Tracy, Tracy's a teacher and, and I know what she goes through. You know, she's doing virtual stuff now and they have their, their daughter Harper and, and, you know, she's going to be getting into school and, and how hard it is to be a parent and a teacher and to hold down two jobs. And, you know, Seth works in, in the medical field. I mean, it's just, they, they are, they are what America is right now. A teacher having to figure out how to go virtual and a medical profession who's trying to deal with a medical fucking crisis in the midst of raising a child. And you see them and you just wish the best. You want the best for them and you want that you don't. You just, you, you should give a hand up. And when I see these rallies, like there was a guy and look, I don't know. Again, you're going to give me some bullshit about it. I don't know if the okay sign is a white power sign. I don't know if it is for real or not. I see it on the web that it isn't, but then you see these guys doing it all the fucking time. But then they're like, ha ha, you fell for a troll. And I'm like, I don't. Yes, I suppose. Stupid me believing the thing I was told to believe. What's wrong with me? I didn't realize that fucking uh, that, that that jackass or the jerky boys had taken over the fucking world and now nothing can be taken at face value anymore. And if you do, you're a fucking sucker. I, I didn't know that every time I saw a rally or a, or a gathering and somebody did something out of line or said the N word uh, and I called them out on it in my brain, I was really falling for an elaborate skit encouraged by the impractical jokers. I don't, I, I'm sorry. The internet invented trolling. I'm, I'm sorry that everybody thinks it's hilarious that you get mad at things you're supposed to get mad at. But I see that guy holding up that fucking okay sign. That's supposedly a white power sign, but it might not be because I'm just getting trolled. Ha ha stupid. And, and all I can think of is why would you even bother doing that? If you're doing it for a joke, you're stupid. If you're doing it because it means white power, you're worse. But if you genuinely do think it's just a goof and you're doing it to troll the libs or whatever, well, think about it. You're holding up a symbol for what you you ostensibly are participating in a joke where you hold up a white power symbol. Do you know what that means to some marginalized people in this fucking country? You're doing it to rattle the cage of the libs and, and encourage lib tears. Whatever the fuck you're doing, whether it's a joke or not, if you if it's, if it's not, fuck you. But if it's a joke, fuck you even deeper. Because there are people who have had their lives affected or changed forever by white power organizations. We have them on the ground now. Fucking these idiot boogaloo boys and the, and the proud boys and all these other fucking assholes who are coming together and and emboldened by the bullshit that's been happening courtesy of these children who are trying to run this fucking country. And I'm not here to go, Oh, Joe Biden, he's the King. Oh no, that's the guy we totally got to trust. Hey man, I, I, like I told you, 
he he sounds to me sometimes when he talks like he needs some more of that fucking mented dent or whatever the fuck to pin his dentures to his goddamn mouth so they don't come flying at me like a fucking shuriken. And sometimes when he talks, he sounds like he's still got a mouthful of last night's fruit cup. Might have fallen asleep in his fucking recliner. Didn't get to chew it all and he still got some fucking peaches in his mouth. But at the same fucking time, I will take that every hour of every day of every fucking week of every goddamn year than I will from a fucking idiot who has to go on stage and brag about the size of his dick or make up stupid fucking nicknames for idiot opponents. It's schoolyard nonsense. And these last two weeks are like, they're like the end of a movie right now. Cause you see this, I will say this. He has no chance to win other than chicanery. All right. I'm going to, I feel comfortable saying this. Don't tell me I'm a jinx, whatever the fuck. I truly feel that there are enough people who are over this, that he's going to lose and he's going to lose big. Now, does that mean he will, he will declare victory? No, it doesn't. He will absolutely declare victory. He will say he won. He'll say it's fake. He's going to fight it all he can. But I'm so encouraged by the early turnout right now that I, I think anything short of a goddamn ridiculous fucking Hail Mary miracle where Biden strangles somebody to death with his bare hands on camera, I think he wins the fucking thing. Now, take that again with the fact that I'm a comedian who could not believe what happened four years ago. I I went and cast my vote thinking it was a fait accompli and that I was in the car and I turned it on and I heard them call Michigan for him and I went, what the fuck? So again, not even a grain of salt. I mean, get one of those blocks of salt you put in your fucking water softener. But these last two weeks, I, I'll tell you this, without even saying he's going to lose, he thinks he's going to lose. So these last two weeks are going to be fucking crazy and it's going to be crazy fun because he's going to be acting insane, but it's going to be like the end of a movie where a bully gives orders and no one listens to him. You know what I mean? Or like, like the end of trading places when the Duke brothers came back out and they're like, turn those machines back on, but they were already defeated and there was nothing they could fucking do about it. He's going to do some crazy shit. He's going to say the dumbest things and it's going to be fucking awesome. Already this bullshit with fucking Giuliani and the laptop and the horse shit and that, that nonsense, that fucking, this is another thing too. They start with the Hunter Biden's laptop. That's the running on now. The, the Biden crime family and the Hunter Biden's laptop and the, the MS 13 roaming the streets. Like you hear this and it's just, like I said, it, it, these are the death rattles. These are, these are a guy who knows he's dead and will just be making up bigger and larger fucking stories. And I got news for you. If that Hunter Biden laptop story has any, any legs whatsoever, okay, that Hunter Biden got a job and he got $3 million from a Russian mayor uh, because of who his dad was, the balls on Trump or any of his fucking kids who bring this story up because you've got to be fucking kidding me, the Trump kids were in charge of a charity that they no longer can run because it turned out they were skimming and stealing from the fucking thing. Now, look, they can go ahead and file to fucking run another charity, but they'll have to answer some fucking questions about what the fuck happened with the previous charity. His kids have jobs they don't deserve. They make money they haven't earned and they have their entire fucking lives 
This entire crew, the Trump crew, all of them are on their hands and fucking knees, human centipede style. The only difference is uh, their mouths aren't connected anus to mouth. They're connected to the silver spoon jammed up the ass of whoever's in front of them. It's fucking embarrassing that they would even think about bringing a guy's son into it. And the reason they do is because they couldn't possibly see anyone ever reaching any sort of heights on their own. They figure Hunter Biden had to do it on his dad's name, just like they fucking did, even though they haven't gone anywhere. Donald Trump Jr. has never done a fucking thing in his life, except write a book that the Republican committee had to buy to put on the New York Times bestseller list. Eric Trump's a dumb fuck. The only thing these two have ever done is they've stumbled into undeserved pussy because of their fucking last name. But they, they still bleed it out there. They still talk shit about Hunter Biden and his laptop. And I got news for you. Who fucking cares? Who cares about Hunter Biden and his fucking laptop? Hey, look, I didn't care about Hillary Clinton and her emails before, but at least you guys had been painting Hillary Clinton as a criminal for basically fucking 28 years. So you had that to draw from, you know what I mean? Or was it eight, 18 years? You'd been saying she was a fucking uh, uh, 16. No, fuck 24, 24 fucking years. You've been saying she was a crook and crooked and a criminal ever since she was trying to fucking do healthcare back in fucking 92, whatever the fuck you at least had 24 years that you could hang around to her fucking neck, like a millstone. And you see them trying to do it now. They're saying Biden's been in government for 47 years and uh, his kid and this. It's all it's the same fucking playbook. They just changed the fucking names and it's not going to fucking work. It's not. It absolutely is not because who the fuck cares about Hunter Biden's laptop? If, if anything, these last four years have shown us that corruption is not a hindrance. In fact, it's the point. If anything, it's it's an undeserved perk that all rich politicians get. And you motherfuckers just happen to wave it in our face for the last four fucking years. So now you're going to tell me this guy's bad because he might have done it. And then you got Giuliani and his fucking crack crew pulling up the fucking laptop. And now they won't share the hard drive, but then they possibly gave it here. And then the New York Post posts the story, but they do it on the opinion page because none of their fucking reporters wanted to touch it because they know it's fucking phony as the goddamn day is long. It's just as phony as Giuliani's teeth are fucking yellow. And yet still it gets published somewhere and still people talk about it and still they try to drag it out at the debate. He tried to bring up Hunter Biden and the laptop and the Biden crime family. And again, who fucking cares the 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 fucking balls that any of them would have any inkling that they could run an anti-corruption campaign at this fucking point is insane the very fact that steve mnuchin still takes breath puts lie to the fact that you are concerned with corruption anywhere any place any fucking time It's just fucking awful to have to hear this shit all the time. I ha- and it crushed me this week. The germ, the fucking debates, the 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 COVID with Trump and him not dying and all and the rich getting richer and the billions and the fucking and then I got to hear this week, you know, they they all point out that the minimum wage hasn't changed since 2009, but billionaires have fucking doubled their billionaire income. And also Tom Cotton, because they can see the fucking rats leaving the ship. Tom Cotton in Arkansas, who's just basically Trump with a fucking sheepskin, 
he's he's saying that they are already preparing Benghazi like hearings about Joe Biden and the Biden crime family if he wins the election. And they're also saying they don't want to provide any relief to people for the pandemic because they are going to start being concerned with the budget and austerity now. So when Biden comes in, they're going to hold him and his feet to the fire and they're not going to approve any government spending, which is why it's so important that the fucking Senate gets flipped. And you know what? I hate saying that fucking sentence. I hate caring. I don't want to care. Like I said, I want to trip through fucking life. I want to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but also I'd like to get on a plane again someday. I'd like to go see my fucking friends. I almost called my buddy Dennis this week and said, hey man, what are you doing this weekend? And I was going to fly there just to go watch the World Series in football. Like I'm that out of my fucking mind. Ready to put this whole fat fucking body on the goddamn line for three days of fun with a friend. Let's cook out some fucking steaks and watch the World Series and some football. I, I, I was ready. I, had, I fucking thought about it all week. I want to do it so bad. Looked up fucking plane ticket prices and all this kind of shit and then decided against it. Decided to be a fucking grown up. I hate being a fucking grown up. The point of this fucking show is I've never wanted to be a grown up. I've never made it to grown up. I've had grown up moments, but I don't want to be a fucking adult all the goddamn time. What do I want a fucking lawn? What do I want to do? Drink coffee in the morning? What the fuck is that? No fucking thank you. I don't need your Metamucil and I don't need pajamas. I don't need to sleep with socks on. Fuck this. Good Lord. It's just, it's just, it just seems like a foreign concept that I am not fucking interested in at all. But, but you look around and you think, well, fuck, I, I, I've been forced into adulthood, certainly for the past seven fucking eight months. I've had no fucking choice. And I, I believe me, I want that to fucking end. That's why I talk about the Senate getting flipped. Nobody gives a fuck if I think the Senate should be flipped. But when you hear these ass fucks say that they're going to cripple Biden already out of the goddamn gate and won't let him spend any money and won't approve any of his bills, it's just, it's, you you don't even want to live here anymore. Like, let me, let me even ask you fuckheads who support this idiot. You support this fucking game show idiot. That's fine. You support this, this pile of loose change with a tie on. Yes, I get it. You support this, this literally bottom of a potato chip bag who just happens to have the nuclear fucking weapons, just a pile of fucking crumbs, this asshole, and you support him. Fine. Whatever the fuck. I'm not going to argue. But do you really, if he loses and he gets trounced, do you, do you really want to see the Senate cripple the next guy and fuck this country and fuck the infrastructure and, and burn it all the fuck down because your guy lost? You realize this isn't college basketball, right? You realize this isn't the NHL playoffs. And if, and if, and if your team loses, you will fuck everybody else. That's not the way it goes. Your, your team's going to lose and you're supposed to look to next year and be optimistic. Well, technically, since we all live here, we're all on the same fucking team. So take your fucking loss and then do what you can to make the country a better fucking place and better luck fucking next time. Right? You know, if a fucking boxer gets knocked out, they give him a 10 count and the fight's over. They don't just keep counting until he wakes up and he's ready to fight again. That's not the fucking way it works. Take your loss. 
Take your fucking L and shuffle off. But if these motherfuckers think they're going to gum up the works and fuck Biden from the jump with the Benghazi hearing that they're going to turn into this fucking thing where they look at Hunter Biden in a laptop and parade a bunch of fucking Ukrainians and masks into can fucking uh, testify about nothing. And and you got the arm of, of Fox News and OAN, which will probably give Trump a fucking job and he'll be out there commenting on all of it every fucking day. Like you see this guy, this fucking blowhard out here talking shit. You see him going, oh, you know, you'll see the lovely thing we did to Leslie Stahl. You're going to love it, people. Did you love it? Did you love that he got in an argument with Leslie Stahl and she made him look stupid? And yes, you're going to say, you know, she was mean. She was nasty. Whatever the, whatever the fuck. I, I hate that 40% of this country is so far fucking gone. As I've said before, you know, I, I, I've never liked Trump. I had the privilege or the fucking... Uh, <laughs> unfortunate circumstance to know of, of him from like 1986, 85, when I was reading spy magazine, I'm in fucking Bolingbrook, Illinois. And I know about a New York real estate developer that they hate. And I was like, this guy sounds like a fucking dick bag. And that was born out over the years. And here we are. I, I've never liked him and that's fine. So I'm sure I'm biased or I'm whatever the fuck, but but I watched The Apprentice and I, I laughed because I thought he was a fucking tool bag, but also it was kind of funny to watch him be a shithead to fucking Joan Rivers or whatever the fuck. But I never thought that I'd hand him the keys to a goddamn fucking car. And then when you did and he smashed it into tree after tree and then wound up selling it off to whoever the fuck the highest bidder was and pocketing all that fucking money. You still back this cat? You still think it's funny? You still think it's enjoyable to see him out there and and talk about Sleepy Joe and and uh, and and all of that and and you think it's not shameless that he would talk about a, a a son who had a drug addiction and a father who loved him because again when it comes right down to it again I'm not a Biden guy never have been I wasn't rooting for him. I gave money to a couple of different candidates that I thought had a chance. Uh, there was one in particular that I wanted and I voted for here in California and, and they didn't make it out of the primary. And so you, you pays your quarter and you takes your chances. So now you got to go ahead and align behind the other guy. And am I happy about that? Well, no, not really. Because, you know, Biden says that he's not going to ban fracking and, and all of these different things. And again, like I told you, I didn't know what the fuck fracking is. I just know I've been told that it's bad for the planet and I'm, I'm concerned about the planet for some fucking reason. Nobody knows why I probably won't be on it much longer with the fucking shit I've been eating during quarantine. And yet, and yet I still find myself rooting for the goddamn fucking big blue marble because I got a godson who I want to see fucking grow up and I got nieces and nephews who I want to see have a happy fucking life. It's funny. I voted on my ballot and there was a vote like a measure here in California And it was to give 17 year olds the vote if they would turn 18 year old 18 uh, before the primary. And uh, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know, man, when I was 17, I was a fucking idiot. Like, do I want to be voting for anything? But then I thought, well, you can't judge everybody through the prism of you. You were a fucking idiot. You just said it yourself. And the way I vote these days, the way I vote for fucking anything, whether it's a judge or a school board or a president or a measure or a prop. 
I try to vote the way I think young people would vote because this is their fucking world, man. I mean, sure, it's been beaten up like a goddamn donkey pinata in the backyard of a quinceanera, but still, man, it's theirs fucking planet. They got to do something with it. We're turning it over, beat the shit and rust it out. And, and hopefully these young people have some mechanics who can work some fucking magic. And when I see AOC and I see Ilan Omar and I see people like that, I think, you know what? Yeah, maybe there is a future here. Maybe these people can make something of this. And maybe some of these old people will get busy fucking dying. So that's how I try to think of it. I think of how a young person would vote or how a young person should feel or what kind of world they should get. And aren't you tired of schoolyard nonsense? Now, look, I'm not saying it's going away if Biden wins. Like I said, he wasn't my guy. I'm sure it wouldn't have gone away if my other candidate won. But aren't you just exhausted every day? from seeing this guy bitch and moan and whine that everybody's against him and everybody's mean to him, whether it's a reporter or the attorney general or the director of intelligence or the FBI director or the secretary of state or the vice president or a TV star or Rosie O'Donnell or Bette Midler or his kid or his wife or any fucking buddy, anyone who's mean to him or sad or even Fox News, even the people he loves, he turns on. He doesn't, he doesn't love anybody. He's incapable of it. Even the people who have he've, he's used, he turns on and discards when he has to. Aren't you tired of a bully? Aren't you tired of, of every day hearing garbage insults and stupid bullshit that's beneath even... Uh, uh, a, a stockyard worker or a, sh- a ship builder or any other blue collar guy that you would associate with a potty mouth or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Aren't you tired of having the place where you were born that you're supposed to love and, and grow up in and you want your kids to have a perfect life in being led by such a fucking lout. And he is a lout. And his kids are terrible. And the sooner they are fucking stricken from the public record, the better chance we have of possibly ever turning things around, even just with public discourse. Maybe if he's not out there telling people they don't have to wear a mask and liberate Michigan, you don't have a bunch of fucking neckbeards trying to kill the Michigan governor. You don't have people shouting at people trying to get into stores to shop without a mask because they're important and you're not. Maybe you don't have people spitting on other passengers on a bus because they get told to wear a mask. Biden wasn't my guy, but he's the guy now. I always hear him compared to like, he's, he's a fucking, he's tapioca pudding. He's fucking vanilla. He's, he's so bland. He's so old. He's porridge, whatever the fuck. He's, he's like, he's like hard candy. He's like an old person. He's hard candy. He's butterscotch. Yeah, he is. That's fine. Biden might be a Werther's original that's been stuck in your grandpa's pocket for two fucking weeks. And he finally gives it to you. And it's kind of covered with lint and it's a little stale and it tastes a little bit like the cigars he also keeps in his pocket. But I'll tell you what, I will throw that in my fucking mouth eight days a fucking week 
when you compare it to the four years we've had to suck on red hot fireball sour patch fucking pop rocks every minute of every fucking day. And they won't stop. They're just popping and they keep popping and they're burning and they're sour and you make a face and you try to spit them out. And the next morning they're just there again. Lint covered butterscotch 2020. Make this fucking thing happen. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidtcomedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, I'm at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike40YOB. Find me there. Why wouldn't you? I'm there. I'm lurking. I'm waiting just for you. And yes, I did point at the microphone, Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Mike four zero Y O B. Find me there, please. I'm great. I'm the best. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, and, uh, I still haven't figured out my password. Did I tell you about that last week? I think I did. Uh, my mouth is dry. I have not figured out my TikTok password, but I will. And maybe I'll make a video. Won't that be fun? Won't you want to have me on your side at that point? Uh, <laughs> um, find me at all those places, please. I'm great. Uh, please remember our buddy Ryan Dirks does all the, uh, the website stuff for us. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Casey bills helps me out with the YouTube stuff. Thank you. Get this. I got a fucking email from YouTube today and said, uh, that somebody, somebody reported me. Somebody reported episode five of year one that it wasn't, uh, it, it was dirty, I guess. I don't know, because they've now put it behind an, an age restriction wall. <laughs> and I'm like, wait wait a minute. You're just coming around to this? First of all, I don't know who the fuck reported me. Uh, second of all, I hope that person doesn't listen to any more episodes, because holy fuck a moly, am I going to be behind a goddamn wall? And then, then it'll be longer than 371 feet. That's 12 years of fucking wall we're talking about. So hopefully it doesn't fucking happen, but we'll see. Uh, so, but, uh, thank you for reporting me jag off. I don't know who you are, but I appreciate you stepping up. I like to think it's some strange person, someone who doesn't know me or didn't know who I was. And they went, Oh, let's give this a listen. And then holy Jesus. And that's episode five of year one. Holy fuck. What's going to happen to this person is to discover things going forward. I can't wait to find out. Uh, so yeah, I'm on TikTok. I, I don't know the name yet. I thought it was Mike four zero Y O B. Then I tried to set it up and it said I couldn't with that name because somebody already has that name and I think that's me, but I don't know the password. I think I told you this last week. Uh, I'm haunted. Ignore me. Um, again, Casey Bills hosts. Uh, that's what it was. I forgot to talk about Casey. He helps with the YouTube stuff. And of course, David Max Hernandez is our friend, our pal. He's got, uh, you can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Go and be his friend there, please. And uh, if you become his friend, you can see all the artwork he's done for the show, all the artwork he's done for his closed group, which is called This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. You can join that group by sending him a note, and then he'll send you three questions. These questions, three. And you have to answer them. It's about swallows and airspeed velocity, and hopefully you get them all correct. I can't see you guys getting them wrong. That would be bad. Uh, but go ahead and uh, take the plunge. And you want to be in this, this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm club. Because again, there's a, uh, there's a fucking uh, swimsuit Marge. She's there, swimsuit Margaret. Uh, she's out there flashing everybody. You get to see some thigh gap. Oh man, is there anything better than animated watercolor thigh gap? There is not. 
Um, so go ahead and check it out. Uh, Mex does that. He does all the music for this show, which is super cool of him. Thank you, David. He does all the artwork for the West Side 86 Jokers uh, Facebook play page, which is the fan club for this yawning show. Uh, you can go ahead and check that out. And also, he's available to be, you can hire him to do some artwork for you if you want. Uh, when you go to his page and you go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, you will check out the artwork he's done for this show, the artwork he does for his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And also the artwork he does for his wait for it. Brace yourselves. His fucking podcast. You're goddamn right, baby. David Hernandez has a podcast called the phlegm cat podcast. P H L E G M cat podcast. Two words. Well, four words, really, the Flem Cat podcast, but two words, Flem Cat, uh, P-H-L-E-G-M. Don't forget it, where all your finer podcasts are uh, assembled and uh, cultivated. Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm, I'm losing uh, twice this show. I've had a problem with a word uh, where they're. I don't know where they're stored. Who the fuck knows? Go to the Apple podcast space or the iTunes store, whatever you still have. uh, And then go to all the other podcast places and look for David's podcast. Go ahead and write him a review. If you would, it helps because he's got a fledgling podcast and good reviews always help. iTunes takes a look, maybe realizes that dude's a hitter and that helps out. Uh, This week's episode is chock full of fun. You get an opening Bowie shriek. That's always there. I will tell you this. Unfortunately, there is a, uh, there's a moment early on that makes me want to chuck my laptop into the swimming pool. Uh, look, I don't care for Winnie the Pooh. David is very talented. David is quite a mimic. David can do virtually any voice he asks the man to do. But when he busts out the Pooh voice, you're like, Ay, I don't know. It's not for me. Uh, but that's fine. He does it on there. And if you like it, that's fine. I think Winnie the Pooh is death. But I will tell you this. It's a fantastic Winnie the Pooh impression. So you'll want to hear that this week. Um <laughs> I can tell you his patella is always in danger. You will learn that in this week's show. You will also find out that uh, perhaps somebody who lives in the Hernandi household uh, might be sick of Van Halen, which sounds to me like I'm getting a roommate. I'm very excited about that. Uh, you know, he can he can talk a bunch of Yang, but if he wants to go ahead and crank up the Eddie, he needs to be over here in my place, man, because uh, the the missus might not. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm going to let you hear it. I'm revealing too much. I'm revealing too much. Uh, you'll You'll find out that David's face is covered in cobwebs. Snaggle, Snaggle Mouse shows up and uh, and plays guitar and jumps around. Uh, there's a switch into glide reference, which you don't get very often in podcasts these days. Uh, you hear about puppets and tattoos and statues, uh, which when I was listening to it. I'm listening about puppets, midgets, statues, tattoos. I'm wondering if this episode was produced by Tim Burton. I'm wondering that because that's that's a puppets and midgets and statues and tattoos. That that sounds like a Tim Burton special. Uh, you'll hear about drippy headphones. You'll hear about the sponge club. You'll hear about all of these things. If you listen to this week's the phlegm cat podcast available right now in the iTunes store, check it out. Won't you or Shrek it out? Won't you? It's there waiting for you. Come aboard. It's expecting you <laughs> go listen to it now. And like I mentioned, he does all the artwork for my show. Does the artwork for his show? Does the artwork for his closed group? And if you want him to do artwork for you, you can peruse at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, all the artwork he's done for all of these entities, as well as go to his website and see the cool ass artwork he's done on there at art by That's a R T B Y D M H. Dot com. This is the 40 year old boy and coming up later, Mitchell angels, favorite cunts. Sir Basil Wilmington.
Thank you for seeing us. My name is Mike. My partner, Mex, is off working on the love theme from Shit Brigade. I am pleased to meet you. In this scene, you are buried under Shit Mountain. It has just collapsed, and you need your Shit Brigade to bring their Shit Brigade tools to extricate you from your shit coffin. So I'm covered in feces? Almost a mile's worth of feces. Am I alarmed? Of course. You were shocked. You told everyone Shit Mountain would stand forever, and now you need your Shit Brigade more than ever. I have prepared. I am ready. Anytime. Great Scott! No longer is around the corner where fudge is made. Tis time to call the Shit Brigade. Good Lord, that was amazing. I have more. Really? Yes. Darling Penelope, we are covered in colon butter. I loved it. I mean, that's terrific stuff. Thank you, Sir Basil. Do you, what, you have more? Yes, indeed. Are you ready? Please. By the Queen's Corsage, it is a fudge dragon. Mud monkey, chocolate grumpy, ass cracker dooby, a sphincter mouse, gangster dump, Buckingham shit log, shit's krieg, a limey loaf, pinched one Churchill, a double decker is rolling through shitadilly circus. Thank oh you. God. Thank S- you. Sir, Sir, Basil Wil- Sir Basil Wilmington, you are our Captain Isaac Scat. Okay. If everything went the way it's supposed to go, there was an ad right there. After whatever I played, whatever commercial, whatever the fuck, there was an ad uh, before and after. So there should have been two ads. You may, you should have just heard two ads. And I don't want to speculate as to whether or not that happened. All I can tell you is I did my job. I put the green line in there and then I hoped. I put the green mile in there and then I hoped I waited. I crossed my fingers. I waited for the guy from Designing Women to go ahead and make a move. And we put the green line in there. It was fine. Uh, all right. I don't know. What the hell? Who knows? Let's, let's just all, let's assume it was there and you're all off right now buying a product from somebody who mails you green beans. Uh, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that the way of the world these days? I don't under, it's again, I don't know if it's a quarantine thing, but these things were big before quarantine, right? But all this bullshit where somebody's like, hey, man, are you busy? Well, you know what? We're going to mail you some fucking beans. I'm going to eat those. What about that? Are you too busy to make dinner? Guess what? Here comes a fucking special delivery sauce sent right to your goddamn front door. Oh, do you have fire? Let me ask you this. Do you have fire? If you got fire, you got a meal because we just mailed you a goddamn stew. <laughs> what a fucking world. You can spit in an envelope, send it to the government, and they tell you whether or not you were a king. And then the very next day, you can get a goddamn bouillabaisse sent to your fucking front door. (laughs) That's fucking perfect. This world is falling apart rapidly. But by all means, if that ad was for uh, bouillabaisse R Us or whatever the fuck, please buy it. Because it's going to keep me in the moolah. It's going to keep me in the simoleons. It's going to keep me in the green things and keep me doing this podcast, uh, which will eventually come out on a Thursday again. Won't that be nice? Won't that be cool? We can go ahead and... Sort out our fucking skull and not let a fucking goddamn world topple on our heads. It's just fucking dumb. Why do I get so upset? Why do I think and wonder and twist myself into goddamn pretzel knots? I shouldn't. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. I got cool people out there who fucking listen to this podcast. I got awesome friends who go ahead and check me out on Twitch. I'll tell you about that in a second. They send me fucking boxes. I'll tell you all about that later. Uh, but they, they also have sent me a gravy. Hey man, you want an envelope full of gravy? Then join us. Whatever that ad was, go ahead and sign up for it, please. It's very important. 
Oh, dude, you know what happened today? What? I came to my house. There's a box at the front door. Oh, man, I like getting a mystery package. You would have loved getting this mystery package. I cracked it open. You know what's in there? What? Macaroni and cheese? What the fuck, man? Yeah, I ain't kidding. Holy shit. I opened it up. There was a jello mold with pears. It was fucking delightful. Folks, we have sponsors. Did you know this? Besides these people who are who are mailing you all sorts of fucking nonsense that you can shove into your gullet. Uh, there is a sponsor who's been with us from the beginning. Well, not really from the beginning of his show, certainly, but certainly uh, someone that we value as if they were here for all 12 years of the run. Our lovely and talented friend, Fearful Jesuit and the Paranoid Strain podcast available now right now in the iTunes store for you to uh, subscribe to or just listen to if you want to listen to the guy. I'm sorry, my sore. I got a fucking cut on my mouth. Did I mention that? Fuck. Hold on. I get water. Right in the middle of a plug. Fucking Jesuit's going to bail. Uh... He's a great show. It's fantastic. You should check it out. The Paranoid Strain podcast available now in the Apple podcast space or wherever they find podcasts these days. The iTunes store, wherever you go get your finer podcasts. That's where you'll find the Paranoid Strain. Uh, And again, this particular week, I mentioned it last week. It is the middle episode in a multi-episode arc. So you want to start from the beginning, usually, uh, unless you're better than us, you fuck. Unless, you know, maybe you're that person. Are you a person who bites corn on the cob in the middle and works your way to the ends? Like a fucking maniac? Is that who you are? Are you the kind of person who uh, who cuts the center out of a cake and eats it? Oh, maybe you're that person. I know our, that's chaotic evil. That's our friend Max. I saw a brown, he put some brownies up on Facebook and he cut out the center and ate it, which... I don't understand that at all. You got to be eating the edges, the crispy edges of the brownie are the best goddamn part. Who eats the center of the brownie first? I'm furious. I, he and I, he and I would have to have a brownie summit. We would have to sit down and discuss it and talk about how we cut up with our delightful. And also, but you know what? Bullshit on that. We don't need to have a brownie summit. It sounds like we've got it done perfectly. He gets the center. I eat the crispy edges. He and I are not the odd couple of brownies. In fact, we are simpatico. We have a secret handshake of brownie eating, and it's right there. He eats the center. I eat the crispy edges. And this is important because, as you know, he's moving here because uh, the missus isn't too thrilled with his dinnertime music selections. But you know that because you listen to the Flem Cat. Flem Cat. It's relying on your time to listen. I don't know the words, but I sort of know them. Uh, Paranoid Strain Podcast is another podcast that I should tell you about. It's great. Shout out to the Renaissance Bookstore in Milwaukee, which is, of course, the headquarters for our good friend Rick Perlstein. Uh, He talks all about Nixon in this particular episode. You get, like I said, you talk about the firebugs, the swells, the chattering classes, God's chosen nation, uh, the Koch brothers, dad, uh, Senator McCarthy, possibly soiling himself. Uh, Again, there's a, a perfect description of me in here, but it turns out it's really about Nixon. You get about the Orthogonians and the Franklins and uh, a businessman looking at communism. Have you ever wanted to see a businessman look at communism, whether askance or not? Does he look at it with a welcoming eye? Does he look at it with a jaundiced eye? Does he look at it peering out of the side of his eye, wondering if it's going to steal all the carrots from his garden like communism is wont to do? Well, then you need to listen to this episode. You'll hear it broken down. You'll hear all about uh, Robert Welch. And uh, and Clarence Mannion and all these other fucking idiots. And uh, and again, Rick Perlstein back in the house. Everybody loves him. Rick is our touchstone for all things Nixon. Uh, he you know what? Rick Perlstein can speak for hours extemporaneously about Nixon's choice of footwear. That's not a joke. He'll sit here. He'll tell you that Nixon preferred to sit at a Davenport. He'll tell you that Nixon liked to wear a nice floor shine wingtip. He'll tell you that Nixon could design plays for the Washington Redskins in his sleep. 
and that George Ellen loved it when he did it. He'll tell you that Hunter S. Thompson once took a ride with uh, Nixon in a, in a car, and the only reason Nixon did it is because Hunter S. Thompson knew football. Uh, all these things are things that Rick Perlstein knows. Actually, I learned that because of Beach. Beach told me to read about that in a book, and I did. She was uh, She's my Sherpa for books. She's like, listen to this, read this. And I said, okay. And then I, it took me eight months, but I read the passage she wanted me to read. Literally, she's like, please read this one chapter. I said, okay. Eight months later, she's like, did you read that chapter? I'm like, hey, that book is right here on my end table. I'll do it now. So uh, the Paranoid Strain podcast, available now in the iTunes store. I've got hiccups and I'm trying to fight them off. Literally, every time I say a word and I stop, they come back. All right, not that time. I was able to fight it off. Um, go to the iTunes uh, store, the Apple podcast space, put in Paranoid Strain. And do me a favor, leave a review if you would. And again, and if you want to tell him that you heard about the show from me, that'd be great. If you want to write him a note, here's his email address. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Ask him about Nixon. Uh, ask him about Florsheim shoes and Ricky Perlstein and what he does and what his dad parents when they were skinny dipping in their pool party because uh, Nixon's riots were keeping them at home with their neighbors. They had a goddamn key party. Do you want to hear about Perlstein's key party? I think you do. Poor Perlstein upstairs in his footy pajamas. His parents getting railed downstairs at poolside. Uh, but they were in on it. They loved it. They were happy to do it. Everybody was happy to do it. And Pearlstein's okay with it. He's open to it. It allowed him to read the many books he had taken from the Renaissance bookstore in Milwaukee and uh, cultivate this wonderful career as an author and podcast contributor. So in the end, the key party worked out for everybody. His parents got to have multiple orgasms with their neighbors, and he was able to get an education and a job out of the deal. Win fucking win for Pearlstein and his family. The Paranoid Strain Podcast, available now on the iTunes store. Go ahead and download it. Subscribe if you would. Listen if you dare. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. Subscribe if you will. Listen if you dare. Isn't that, that's got to be like a fucking tagline I heard on Monster Party. That sounds too close to home. Subscribe. Oh, survive if I let you. Isn't that what it is? Um, it's a wrestler slogan, I think. Survive if I let you. Whatever the fuck. Oh, it's Taz. It's fucking Taz from ECW. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's like, f- fight me if you dare survive if I let you. I forget what the fucking beginning part of it is. All right, so there you go. Listen to the Paranoid Strain podcast. Everybody loves it. It's available now. It's in the goddamn store. Pick it up. Uh, have I mentioned the Misfit Toys co-op? I think I have. All these shows are available for you now to subscribe to and download. Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson. The Todd Glass Show with, I'm not sure who the host of that one is. And No Fun with Jen Kirkman. All available now. All part of the Misfit Toys Co-op via Art19. Check out their shows. Subscribe to them. Review them in the iTunes store and tell them I sold them. I told you to. Tell them I mentioned it. Maybe they'll think, oh, Mike's a hitter. We should talk about his show. That'd be grand. Wouldn't that be grand? That might be grand. And I'm nothing if not a baby grand. Play me. Play my black keys. Want to hire me instead of playing me? I think you do. Well, then you, I, I think you do. What was that? It sounded like ink. I think I do. I think you do. Jimmy Durante believes that you should go ahead and support me. Hire me for your cameo. Would you do that, please? Yes, you would. Hire me to talk to your friends and family and your pals and whoever else you might love or like. Uh, do you have a special day coming up? A birthday? Do you want me to send a spooky Halloween greeting to somebody? And I'll say to them, oh, look out for that ghost. And then if you want me to tell George of the Jungle to watch out for that tree, whatever you need me to do, I can do it. Hire me via cameo. God knows I need 15 bucks. Uh, And I'm happy to tell people whatever the fuck. If you want to break up with somebody, I'm here. You want to ask somebody to prom, I'm here. Uh, I I can do whatever the fuck you need. 
I'm here to go ahead and prostate myself, prostitute myself, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Prostate myself? Prostrate? I was going to say prostrate. I said prostate. You know, I'll prostate myself too. I don't give a fuck if you want to watch that. That's 20 bucks worth. I'll get a handful of myself for you. Um, I'll, I'll go knuckle deep on myself for 15 bucks. Uh, please hire me for cameo. I can do any or all of these things. Anytime you want me to do, I can do it from a car. I can do it from my green office. I can do it from my couch. I've done it from all of these places. I haven't done one from the shower yet. You want me to do that? I'm going to get all lathered up and sell somebody something through a cameo. I can do that for you. Whatever you need. I'm here for you. I want that $15. What's well, 20, 20 to you, 15 to me, five to the good people at cameo who desperately need my $5. Now that they have to pay all the other superstars, they've got doling out phone calls back and forth and left and goddamn right. But I'm the one you want. I'm the one, the one you love. Come on, baby, show your love. Hey, give it to me. I see the that fills this room. Hire me for your cameo. I'll do a Van Halen song. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Book cameo.com or do the cameo app downloading on your phone and find me. Put in Mike Schmidt and uh, I'm there. And I'm there to be hired. Why not? Supporting the show financially is very important to me. It really helps the show when you hire me for cameos or you do any of these other things. Um, as I've mentioned in the past, uh, this is a good time to support the show, man. <laughs> With the germ here and uh, the a big vote coming up next week on Uber and Lyft, we're threatening to leave the state if it doesn't go their way. Look, man, I just know that I, I look, I, I like talking. I like talking for a living, whether it comes out on a Saturday morning or a Thursday. Uh, you're very kind and indulgent for me. But, but if you want this show to continue in this form, uh, support it. You should do that. I might send you a fucking T uh, PBS tote bag or a TBS tote bag. Who knows? Or, you know, I'll send you an IBS tote bag, <laughs> which you'll need. <laughs> if you got the IBS, you need that tote bag. You're on the bus somewhere. You got to fucking straddle it and drop a goddamn bucket. All right. Uh, um. Please, you can become a patron at Patreon. Did you know this? You can become a Patreon patron like our good friend, Maddie Keltonen. Maddie Keltonen this week. Thank you so much for stepping up and becoming a patron at Patreon. Maddie, you're the best, possibly my favorite Maddie Keltonen uh, overseas or wherever you came from. I noticed your, uh, your donation, Patreon, uh, whatever you, your, your, what's the word? Offering? No, that doesn't make sense. Man, I'm I'm old. I'm firing on fucking no synapses, man. I can't even think of the word. Your uh, your gift, whatever the fuck, the thing you donate. Your it begins with P, and I can't think of the goddamn word. Um, I thought drinking water would help. It did not dislodge it. Maddie Keltonen is the newest patron at Patreon. Thank you, Maddie. You're super cool and very nice, and I appreciate you coming to me from overseas, wherever you are, with your uh, your tribute. And uh, and supporting the show, it's very helpful. It helps me out in ways that you can't even imagine. Keeps the lights on, keeps the power going, keeps the microphone ready and ready to rock and roll. And I'm ready to rock and roll. Believe me, idiot. Um, thank you, Maddie. You're super cool. I appreciate you donating and helping me out. And uh, and if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. That's patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. Make me your project, your patron, your whatever the fuck you want to call me. No, you're my patron. I'm your Patreon. I'm your, look, I'm your recipient. I'm your, you know what? I'm your puppet. I'm your puppet. Do, or I'm your captain. Maybe I'm your captain. I'm your captain. All right. Isn't that grand funk? Uh, look, go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B and become a patron of this show and help me out in ways, uh, both good and good. 
I appreciate you thinking of me. And now, if you don't want to become a monthly Patreon person, you can go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there is a little Schmitty. He's got his pocket out, a little donate. And uh, you can go ahead and donate through there. It's PayPal. And you can do a one-time donation, or you can do a monthly thing via PayPal if you want, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But all of it goes to help the show, and I do appreciate you doing that. Um, and and I want to thank uh, somebody in particular who helped me out via PayPal this week. The lovely and talented, our great friend, Linda Mitchell, from up near the Bay Area. Linda has been here before. She and I have had sushi together. Linda and I have hung out. I've driven her to and from her hotel to the airport and stuff like that. She was very nice to consider me for an Uber ride when she was in town. Uh, and we got to hang out. And she was incredibly kind when she was in town. And she was incredibly kind this week to me uh, and and just really went above and beyond. And I can't thank her enough. Linda Mitchell, thank you so much for stepping up and donating and helping the show via PayPal. Now, she did it when she was watching me on Twitch, which I will get to later. But if you want to do it just via PayPal, you can do it at MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a little Schmitty. He's got his pocket out. says donate. You can click on that. You can do a monthly payment, sign up for that, or you can do a just a one-time uh, fire-off. You can go ahead and do that. Just send some money once Uh, and call it a day, which is all good. Anything anybody wants to do to help this show, I am absolutely on board with it. And I appreciate you thinking of me. Thank you so much. It's very, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fucking thing. I'm trying to make ad revenue. We're doing whatever the fuck we can to stay afloat and keep making this our job by our job. I mean, your job is listening. That's right. You're, you're the boss. If you're listening, you're the boss. Fuck Tony Danza. You're the boss. So, uh, yeah, by all means, go ahead and keep listening to the show. And if you can help it out financially, it helps me out immeasurably. Thank you so much for thinking of me. That's super cool. Um, do we have any other sponsors? I don't think we do. I think I've named them all. Oh, I got channels. Yeah, I got some channels you can check me out on. Why wouldn't you check me out on these channels? Well, first, you know, before I get into the channels, let me tell you this. Uh, I did a guest spot on Pat Francis's rock solid podcast. We taped it a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is, it is a show. Remembering Eddie Van Halen. Uh, if you recall, I did my show like two weeks ago about Eddie Van Halen, and this was recorded after my show came out. And I even said to him, look, I go, I'm I'm putting out a show that's kind of comprehensive, and I don't know if you're going to want to have me involved. He's like, no, man, I absolutely want to fucking have you involved. You're the first guy I thought of. So I said, all right. Um, it's a little different from the one that I did, clearly, because it's me and Pat, and uh, Pat went off a list of songs rather than, than having... Uh, his own personal list that he compiled, whatever it's, it might not be as, uh, as emotional or, or as, uh, you know, um, involved as my particular one was, but it's still a lot of remembering Eddie and, uh, it's, it's great fun to hang out with Pat always. And that show comes out Monday, the, uh, what's the date Monday, the 26th, I think it's the 26th. Um, it'll be out there rock solid. You can download it wherever you get your best podcasts. Pat's doing fucking amazing work. He interviewed Rob Halford from fucking Judas priest this week. He just interviewed Jeff downs from fucking Asia. And yes, uh, he's, he's just doing fucking amazing work. And I was proud and honored to be asked to be involved and to be able to contribute whatever I could contribute talking about Eddie. Fuck. I was just happy to be on there. So, uh, check it out. The rock solid podcast is available for you to download or subscribe to. It's available in the iTunes store wherever you can get podcasts. And, uh, I'll be on Monday talking about Eddie Van Halen. And then the Rob Halford interview, I believe comes out later in the week. Just subscribe, man, because he's always got fucking amazing guests. He talked to Nils Lofgren. He talked to Steve Stevens from the Billy Idol band. He talked to fucking, uh, who's the other person? Cy Kernan from the fix. I mean, he's just, he works his ass off. So go check out rock solid podcast. I'm on Monday. And subscribe, because then you'll be able to hear all sorts of cool-ass shows that he's done. It's fucking cool as hell. 
Uh, all right. So these other channels that I have, as I've mentioned before, I have YouTube, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. If you go there right now, there's 12 years of this podcast archived and waiting for you to check out and listen to. That would be super great. Um, including this episode. Eventually do not. I warn you, please do not listen to episode five of year one. It is dirty. Uh, but the rest of them are all pretty clean and your kids can listen. But that one, I don't know what happened to me that day. I just went off fucking script off the goddamn rails. And episode five of year one is bananas filthy. Uh, but the good news is it's, they've built a an electronic wall in front of it. So nobody can ever give it a listen. It's entombed. That is my the cask of Amontillado episode. It has been buried alive. Uh, so please, uh, don't check that one out, but there is 12 other years of you to check out. So go ahead and listen to those. That's youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and subscribe. That'd be cool. Cause then YouTube will think I'm a hitter. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. And also I have a channel called twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy streaming on Twitch. Yoing on a podcast. Fuck streaming on Twitch twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. It's available for you now. I'm usually on there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I will say I did not stream today because I was in my head about this fucking show and trying to bang it out here on a Friday night. Uh, but I think it came out okay. I think it did all right. And I think I made the right decision and I'll be streaming again on Monday. While you're listening to the Rock Solid podcast, you can come and join me in the Twitch room and watch me play games. I play puzzles. I play sword games. I play uh, all sorts of nonsense games and they're totally fun. I'm playing Boogie Down Weird Legs, a detective game. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. You can check me out there. And that was what Linda did. Linda was watching and she went ahead and gave a, uh, a donation through there while she was watching me play. And that was fucking amazing. Cause you can follow or subscribe to the channel. If you follow, you're just following subscribe means, uh, you know, you can subscribe at certain tiers and then also get this. If you subscribe to the channel with your Amazon prime doesn't cost you a dime and gives me five bucks. If you're an Amazon prime person, once a month, you can subscribe to my channel. You got to renew it every month. That's kind of the thing. You can't make it recurring, but, but every month there are people who've done it. We've done 18 month streaks. I mean, I've had some very cool people who have gone ahead and subscribed uh, and they make me very happy. So thank you so much for thinking of me, everybody who is subscribed there on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, and it's a lot of this too. I'm talking like the first hour I wind up talking to the first half hour, uh, it, it gets away from me certainly. And I think I'm funny and maybe you don't, but that's fine. I'm there. Check me out. And if you stick around at least, uh, some of the time I'll be playing a game. Those are fun. So watch me and, uh, and come watch games. You like games, right? Everybody likes fucking games, games, Jake, silly, torturous games. Uh, and uh, I want to shout out a special person, our good friend, Jeremy Herbal, whose birthday was this week. Uh, unbelievably. And on his birthday, he gave me a ton of gifts, which was ridiculous. Uh, one of the only reasons I'm able to do the Twitch channel, there were a few people who were instrumental in helping me. One of them, uh, unfortunately, we no longer have a working relationship. Uh, but Jeremy was very kind and he wound up getting me a lot of equipment that I needed, which was amazing. He stepped up and by a lot of equipment, I mean a fucking desktop computer that I play games on and a monitor. And it was fucking amazing what he did. Uh, and then this week he, he went above and beyond again, and he gave out a bunch of gift subscriptions, and he is he is almost single-handedly uh, financially making it viable for me to do the Twitch channel, and I can't thank him enough. It makes me very happy, and that's why I'd like to get more people on board with subscribing or following, whatever, so the burden is off of Jeremy. He doesn't consider it a burden. I don't either, and he will probably still do the same sort of output that he does now, even if we get more and more people involved, uh, but I sure would like to get more and more people involved. So I thank Jeremy for all of his good works. 
And, uh, and I hope you can join him at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and come and check it out, man. If you like the podcast, then who doesn't, right? Let me put it this way. If you're already two hours deep into this fucking thing with me now, I think you kind of like this thing. So, uh, so why not check me out on Twitch, man? I'm there. I'm playing games. I'm having fun. Mm, some of that's true. <laughs> Incorrect. All of it's true. So come check me out at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, right? You should be on there with me and I, I play games and you can participate in the stream. Talk to all the cool kids who are there and play puzzles and just have fun. It's fun. Let's just have some fucking fun. You know what? Let's go ahead and ignore the fucking world. Let's dive into books and Twitch and other things. And let's not, I just, I got to fucking, I got to shake the dirt of the news off my fucking shoulder. I got to get this dirt off my shoulder. I've got to brush this dirt off my shoulder, man. I can't fucking pay attention to this. This week, dude, because again, here's why people are fucking stupid. All right. Here's the thing. There's a guy on CNN this week. He gets caught jerking off on a Zoom. Now, let me say this. If you said that sentence to somebody 15 years ago, they'd go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like they would have, that would they be like, is that a scooter? The fuck? And why is a CNN guy doing a kid's show on PBS? Nobody know what the fuck you were saying. But now you know exactly what I meant. Fucking uh, Jeffrey Tubin, he jerks off on a Zoom at work. That's the thing. He's at work. He's, he's on a CNN thing. They're doing a fucking... I guess they were simulating the fucking debate. I don't know. And I don't look. Hey, I'll tell you what. Trump's done some crazy shit at the debate. I got to think that simulating the jerk off uh, would have been enough. But actually jerking off. Are you just is that a metaphor for what you think Trump does when he interrupts everybody? I don't fucking know, man. I can't piece it together. Who the fuck is jerking off on a Zoom call? First of all, secondly, who's jerking off on a Zoom call at work? And also there's like 15 other people on the goddamn call and he's fucking yanking it. Whatever. You want to run off a batch? Go ahead. But not at, not, and look, who among us has not jerked off at work? All right. Show of hands. I will admit this. Yes, I have jerked off at work. All right. I've done it. I've jerked off at several jobs. I know you're considering this a jerk off job. Probably. Uh, I have jerked off at a couple of different jobs. Yes. I, I telemarketing job one time. Cause again, I was just, I was a kid and whatever. And so I jerked off in their restroom. I didn't fucking care. I was like, let's do this. Um, I actually, I jerked off at another job, but, that, but that was, uh, let me, but I will say this and this will probably won't even make me sound better. Uh, but I filmed that one for somebody. So that was, uh, that was a, uh, a completely different animal. I, when I jerked off at the other job, it was, uh, it was strictly uh, business. It was strictly a professional <laughs> endeavor. And I filmed myself jerking off because that was a film I was sending to somebody. Uh, and it, and it, and it, uh, it worked. There you go. It worked out. And, um, so yes, I've jerked off at work before, but this is the point. I was in the restroom behind several locked doors. All right. It, it, like at, at the telemarketing joint, I'm in a bathroom and then I'm in, I'm in a stall. So you're not going to fucking see me. It's not going to happen unless you got one of those ridiculous, Hey, let's look for a bomb into the car mirrors. You know what I mean? And then you're going to catch me jerking off and I'm going to go, so what? It's my break. Who fucking cares? But the other one, I'm in a bathroom with a locked door. Nobody can get in. It's fine. It wasn't a customer bathroom. I was in the employee bathroom. Probably shouldn't say this because there are still employees who are not happy about this, but still, uh, I did it there and that was fine. And as I've told you before, I've jerked off on the road to stay awake. I, we've, I've jerked off in weird areas. I, one time I had like, I missed my bus. I was walking to school. I was walking through a field. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm I'm 14, whipped it out and jerked off in a field fucking and, and threw ropes all over some wheat. That's what I did. I roped up some wheat. That's what I, I fucking made sure it happened. If somebody's bread tasted weird that fucking summer, that's because of me. I threw ropes all over the wheat just before the thresher came through. But, uh, but I always made sure to be away from the prying eyes of the public and people. 
This fucking guy's in his office, Jeffrey Tubin, who, by the way, is just a lump of shit, too. You look at that guy. It's not like he's an Adonis. Why is it always these dudes that look like they have a second job under a bridge who are jerking off and not fucking thinking about whoever fucking watches them? Because it's not about jerking off for them. It's about power. Everybody's like, he had another screen on. He was looking at a different show, and that's fine. All right, I fine. But it doesn't matter. You're on a fucking Zoom work call. And he's like, oh, I thought I muted the Zoom. Doesn't fucking matter, dude. These cameras are ridiculous. You got I got right now. I have two cameras. I got three cameras looking at me right now. Not a joke. I have two webcams on top of my one computer. And then I have the webcam for my Apple. Who knows who's fucking watching me? Anybody could be watching me. So you, so you do your best to fucking not do your business in front of an open goddamn camera lens. You fucking stroke. Seriously, literally. But yet he does it. And now here's the dumbest part. Remember I said people are fucking dumb. Yes. You're fucking dumb. If you jerk off at work where people can see you, if you jerk off at work, you're not dumb. Because I've done that and what the hell. All right, you're dumb if you jerk off at work. Whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Don't argue with me. But if you jerk off at work on a Zoom call where 15 other people can fucking see you, get fucked. You deserve to be fired. You deserve to be fucking tarred and feathered and dragged and all that other dumb shit because that is just a stupid thing to do. Because you know what, dude? You're literally, depending on who saw you, if a dude sees you, he's going to go, hey, fuckhead, this isn't the locker room. Don't do this dumb shit. But if a woman sees you, that's you're, you're, that's, you're looking at one to three. That's sexual assault, motherfucker. That's you in a fucking trench coat in the park, whipping it out and jerking it off and and at least getting six months or parole or something. But you should definitely lose your fucking job. But you absolutely should be do some fucking time. If you're whipping your cock out in front of women who don't want to see the fucking thing, get to jail, buddy. And yet, and yet, the reason I say people are fucking dumb is because it happens. And then people start defending this fuckhead. Like the next day, there was all these people. They were like, oh, who among you hasn't ever masturbated? Cast the first stone. Yes, I've masturbated. All of us have jerked off. That's what we do. We like it. It's quarantine. That's all we fucking do at this point. But I don't jerk off where people can stare at me. I don't jerk off where the people I work can fucking look at me. I mean, I'm on Twitch every fucking day. What if I'm just on Twitch absentmindedly and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to cover up the camera and I'm thinking I'm going to fucking rock it. It's not going to fucking happen. Someone's going to see it and I'm going to be a fucking idiot. Twitch is going to ban me. I'm going to get fired. I might get arrested. This is fucked. You don't do it. But like I said, man, everybody will always find a defender somewhere, somehow. Someone tried to make a a religious thing. They were like, oh, the left is all for sexual freedom, but now they're prudes when someone gets caught masturbating. No, no, no. It's not that he got caught fucking masturbating. I don't give a fuck. Jeffrey Tubin can crank out fucking drips all fucking day long. I don't give a flying fuck. Do it, buddy. Have at it. Make your apartment as sticky as you fucking want it to be. But you know what, you fucking dick? If there's the possibility that one of your coworkers could stumble into you fucking jerking it. I get the fuck out. Nobody wants to see you do that shit. Who the fuck do you think you are? You, are you just hoping eventually to launch one into Wolf Blitzer's beard? Is that the thing? Cause again, it's a CNN, man. I don't know who the fuck he's talking to that. He decided, you know what? I got to fucking whip it out. This is me. I am so turned on by that gray haired dude who does all the fucking touch screens with the fucking election. That guy's the fucking best. I don't know. Are there hot CNN chicks? I know Fox does that dude. If anybody's going to be jerking off, it should be people on a Fox zoom call. Because all the chicks who work there have their fucking, like, literally, you're just, you're, you're a half inch away from lip with every skirt they fucking wear. It's like one of them drops a pen, bends over, you get a backdoor burger shot, and everybody fucking in the room whips it out on a Zoom call. That makes sense. That's Fox. That's how they handle their fucking business. But fucking tubing at CNN, there's nobody there. It's straight-laced idiots. Are you making, are you, did you see James Carville and get hard? Is he Hardville? Is that James Hardville who got the job done for you? Tubin had to get a fistful himself because Carville was out there fucking running it off? That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. 
there's anything I like more than me It's people who like me I love me, but if you love me I love you, cause you know why We both love me, how great am I Let's talk about that for a while And by a while, I mean forever Podcast! Podcast!